Real Nerds is a proud partner of the Denver Podcast Network. In the shadow of the mountains, we speak. Hi, my name is Paul Caroli, and I host a podcast called Changing Denver. It's a monthly show about our city's physical spaces, how we make them, and how they make us. But it's so much more than that. It's the conversations, ideas, and stories that define Denver's perpetual state of flux. Find more from our team at changingdenver.com and join the conversation on Twitter, at Changing Denver. Denver's changing. We can help. Oh, hi, podcast listeners. There's many ways you can listen to the Real Nerds podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can also subscribe on Stitcher Radio. You want to send us a Twitter message? You can do that. It's so easy, at Real Nerds. Like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com where there'll be a lot of articles for you to not only read, but to listen to our previous shows. You can also call us, 720-6NERDS5. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Dave Callahan, creator of Jean-Claude Van Johnson. And this is Peter Atencio, the director of Jean-Claude Van Johnson, and you're listening to the Real Nerds Podcast. Welcome Rumors to Rumors Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Unofficially, the official podcast at Denver Comic Con 2018 and beyond. I am Ryan. With me always is Fuckface. Hey. Weirdo. Hey. And Cool Guy. Hi. It's James. James never interrupts me like you two. I, I try. Really, it's Brad. Yeah. Zach. Did on purpose. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do about it? James. And every week on Real Nerds Podcast, we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience of the world. Yep. This week, we went and saw Rampage. <laughs> I'm a monkey. I'm a lizard. Yeah. Oh, a helicopter. <laughs> and remember that uh, Can we just the dude from True Blood, who's a werewolf in True Blood, fights yeah. the wolf. Oh, you mean uh, Death Space? What's his? his DC, know. Joe what's his, what's his DC Joe name? Uh, Deadshot. Deadshot. There you go. Deadshot. Pee Wee's best friend. Yeah. <laughs> Pee Wee's best, best friend. friend. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, I forgot about that movie. That's a funny movie. Yeah. Man. Uh, stay tuned to the end of the episode where we'll tell you if you should see it or not. Yep. Review it after the trailer and spoil it. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> and uh, Probably not. Yeah, we also talk about movies we've been seeing, movie news, movies that are coming out on Blu-ray. Are you guys going to review I Kill Giants as well? Uh, yeah. Everyone but me saw it, so you should. Uh, Zach didn't see it. No, didn't. Oh, no. well, but everyone who counts saw it but me. That's true. So everybody yeah. did see it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we can do that as well because we should. Cool. Nice. Um. Yeah. So Joe Kelly was presenting I Kill Giants at um, the Alamo. And, you know, he's always he's a really nice guy and he's always really humbled. And when you uh, when he talks about I Kill Giants and they they gave out poster and bunny ears at the screening. Oh, yeah. And everybody throughout the whole movie wore the bunny ears throughout. Aww. And uh, were they like the ones from the movie or were they like cool anime bunny ears? No, whatever you can get. At a whatever you get. Shop. Yeah. There's <laughs> oh, okay. like hundreds yeah, of them bunny just ears. Yeah, dumped okay. on there. Um, but Joe Kelly said it was the best audience he's ever seen watch the show because no Aww. one took off their ears throughout the whole time. I would And um, it was fun. So there was a uh, they had posters there, too, and they said, hey, only take one. But when me and Brad were leaving, we took a whole stack. <gasps> 
Yep. Because well, it was pretty much like a giant stack when we went in, and it was about the same size when we left. So we were like, yeah. yeah. We're just going to throw these out anyway. Yeah. Were they already signed, or they were just No. So, oh, okay. Cool. Um, so he wasn't doing a signing there, but he said he'd be at Dink. I was like, oh, I'll go oh, see cool. Dink. I've never been to Dink before, and yeah, kids are free, so I can take my little guy. Yeah. My wife was working yesterday, so I was like, let's take Kellen. Uh, one, Dink isn't a really uh, kid-friendly Comic-Con uh, because it's more of independent stuff. Not that independent stuff is bad. I'm just saying that you there's know he's, he's looking for Batman and Spider-Man. And well, and at, like, like at Denver Comic-Con, there's literally things where it's like, here, kids, here's some paint and some shit you can spread it on. Yeah, and that's what, you you know, know. what's funny is he was saying that because remember last year he built he made that the, shield. the shield, the yeah. Captain America shield. Right. And he said, Daddy, where's the place I can paint? I'm like, right. oh, there's a bar. <laughs> um, oh. So we only stayed for like two hours. Um, I ran into Andrew from uh, Carl Coins, Cards, and Comics. And, I mean, it's a cool little – it's in a McNichols uh, Civic Center building, so it's in a cool little building. Um, it's pretty small. Uh, but they had the I Kill Giants pint glasses there. Sweet. And uh, and Joe Kelly was there. Aw. So I was like, you know what? James didn't get to go, so I'm going to go get a poster signed for him. And uh, You're a sweetheart. Which and me. Uh, you, you don't like Joe Kelly, so. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, you used to talk so Who much about that? how much yeah. you hate Joe <laughs> Kelly. said that. I fucking um, despise that guy. I saw his movie. Yeah, um, he's no, did such you a sweetheart. One? I didn't it didn't have to be Joe Kelly stuff. I mean, no. <laughs> so who else would you want there? Do you want the guy who made the crow? I didn't know anybody else. I, I don't. I don't know. I was, John Leguizamo was there. I was going to get just like something. A, I mean, a violator. Daddy, um, would you bring picture? Me? <laughs> and uh, I was like, will you sign this with the fart that you had in that movie? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, just the idea. I was going to get you know, a violator I got picture. a picture of Luigi and have him sign it for you. Oh, there you go. I was worrying about that. Like, should I bring it? Like, obviously, his favorite thing that he's done of mine is the Mario Brothers movie. But I was like, a lot of people don't, <laughs> I'm sure from that movie, don't want to be reminded. It's bad. Of it. But, yeah. like, but I he, love it. He might not care. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, here's Does he think thing. I'm just screwing with him if I, like, hand him a DVD? I mean, like, I don't know how much he was charging for an autograph. Probably, like, 60, 80 bucks. Probably, probably yeah. my guess. But I mean, if if someone came up and was like, I'd be like, yeah, whatever, who cares? You like, there's some people that would, you know, they don't talk about if they're in Friday the Thirteenth or yeah, stuff like that. But who cares? I mean, did it, if if your career was catapulted by being in one of those movies, does it really matter? I don't know. Some people are sensitive about that. I guess. Yeah, and, I, I guess they maybe might think you're being like ironic. Yeah, that's that's my fear. Is he thinks I'm making fun of him? Like, hey, remember this dumb thing you were in? Well, I would, I would have him sign, you know, those little <laughs> pixel art things of Luigi. Say, sign this. Yeah. And then after he signs it, you pick it up and you rub it in his nose. Like, yeah, yeah you were in this. Yeah, so I uh, think it was fun. I mean, oh, they I had to sign my laser disc. Oh, that oh, would actually be. Yeah. He'll see well, that. Well, you still have time. Yeah. I think it's going <laughs> All right, on. guys, you, you finished the show. That's <laughs> <laughs> how it goes. He sees that laser disc and he just starts having, like, nom, like, flashbacks <laughs> to Super Mario Brothers set. Did he have a bad experience on Super Mario? I, I read remember. that, like, everyone. Did Hoskins yeah. got injured? Didn't he? Yeah, he got injured. Um, uh, yeah, I can't remember specifics, but in general, yeah. seems like he's having fun on camera. Plus, they got oh, to yeah. like they got to hang out on the old Blade Runner set. So, or I mean, that's what it looked like. So, you know, <laughs> they just didn't tear it down. They yeah, oh it yeah, no, I saw I saw like uh, sections of it in some video this week, and I was like, holy shit! It just looks like they just reused the Blade Runner set again. Like, oh my god. Anyway, I don't remember that movie very well. I remember the Goombas had really small heads. Yep. And then uh, King Koopa was a Tyrannosaurus. The only time I've ever like drank and drank and then thrown up was 
a time where we sat around and drank beer and watched that movie, so I don't blame it on the beer at all. <laughs> you blame um, it on the film. Yeah, I was pretty sure it was the movie. So anyways, back to uh, Dink. We're, we're really good <laughs> at staying focused on this podcast. Nope. Uh, so Joe Kelly was on the third floor, and he's in the back corner. Cool. And I have Kellen, and uh, it's right next to the Alamo table as well, and they have pins there, so Kellen's really cool. He's like, oh, clicky pins. And so I walk up there. Kellen's really cool. He likes cookie pens. And this is what Joe Kelly says to me. He's like, I know you, Ryan. I'm like, Bleh. I like, <laughs> fell over. That's funny because at the movie, you're, think, you're telling me he doesn't remember us. Yeah, it's like, he doesn't remember me. He, I mean, I've seen him like five times. Aww. And then he said, I know you, Ryan. I was like, oh, thanks. Aww. And so I bought Kid Savage. Don't know what it's about. It looked cool. Yeah, why not? Uh, it's Joe Kelly. I'll... Everything he makes is good. So. <laughs> yeah. And he was really nice. He talked to me for about uh, 10 minutes about... I killed giants. Oh, and he. Did you ask him if you liked his cameo in Real Nerds Pod Show episode six? <laughs> I should. We, have. Should, we should get his address and ship him a copy. <laughs> we should. That's like a man of action. We probably send it there. Hmm. Yeah. And then Just what put is a sticker this? That says, Starring Joe Kelly. I'm like what? Oh, cool. A beer beer coaster. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he was really nice, and it's really cool because I was talking to him, and I told him how great it was seeing that actually be on screen. Yeah. And experiencing it, and. He said that does you don't know how much that means to me that Aww. people love this film because I he it's such a personal story for him person yeah. uh, if you read why he wrote it then you'll know why and uh, yeah so cool. he was really nice very cool and then me and Kellen went and watched the Avalanche game at the Pepsi Center oh neat it was free to get in was there a fight you've been posing a lot of like hockey stuff it's in Nashville oh so they have. Uh, they call it a watch party, and it's free to get in, and then all the so concessions. So when they're away, yeah. you can go to the Pepsi Center and just sit and watch? During the playoffs, yeah. For free? Yeah. Wait, Parking's so like, free? You're in the Pepsi Center, yeah. and you're watching it like on the big TV there? Oh, yeah, like their huge scoreboard. It's like a oh. 100-, 200-foot HDTV. It's awesome. Ooh, when when, when the Avalanche like score, do they hit the button in oh, yeah, the goes, Pepsi Center? Oh, yeah. <gasps> That's cool. What a good idea. And then all do the concessions the are 25% off? I don't think so. Hmm. Man. Um, so, yeah. So, me and Kellen went there, and, like, it was reasonable when you got, like, popcorn and a Sierra Mist, and it was only, like, six bucks. You're like, oh. Yeah. Oh, this is, like, normal prices. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. And, it was, and Kellen watched the whole thing. He loved it. He got a Zamboni. It's like, excited. Oh, it's only as expensive as if you were at a movie theater. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, no, it was cool, because it's, uh, I mean, it has a game atmosphere to it. And, yeah. you know, when the, the Avalanche score, they do do the Avalanche warning horn and everything. And cool. It's fun. Cool. Sweet. But, but we do movies. We do. We go around town sometimes on Brad's moped. Putting around town on Brad's moped. We're going down to the like a hoverboard. be way cooler. On our way to the Mayan theater. Put me in a DeLorean. I want to be a DeLorean. He parked his moped and got in his DeLorean. And he found cocaine in the back. And then I want a week in the future to tell you. <gasps> hey, film buddies, follow me around Denver. This week at the Esquire, <laughs> the midnight movie is The Maltese Falcon. Oh, cool. Yeah. The stuff the dreams are made of, man. 
um, mm-hmm. and the drive-in. Um, I'm not <laughs> the definition of anticlimactic. <laughs> I haven't seen Spoilers. it, so I don't, I'm, I'm sure that's a reference that um, is oh, from you that movie. No, yeah, you should see the Maltese Falcon. It's a great movie. James I was thinking about it. <laughs> no, it was, uh, yeah. and now you're making me not want to. No, 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 no. Sure. There's a reason. Calm when you see up. it, you'll be like, "Oh, that's why James said that." Ha ha. Is this was a good movie? I, I, that's yeah. what you'll say to yourself. I do know that the Maltese Falcon is MacGuffin. So well, mm. shit. Well, then you understand what I was saying. Is it? Um, and then the drive-in, I'm Murder. not sure because they're not advertising it normally. Um, but I think they're doing Super Troopers 1 and 2 as a double feature. Oh, okay. I don't know if it's all weekend or just uh, Friday or Saturday, but like their website, it's only on their Facebook that they're t- saying it, but on the website it's still um, Annihilation and... Tomb Raider? A quiet Place. Quiet Place and uh, Sherlock Gnomes. So, Sergeant uh, Stubby. Oh, American God, Hero. I wish they would do it in that order. You have to stay up to 1 o'clock in the morning to see Sherlock Gnomes. Yeah, it says beginning Friday, April 20th. We will be open every day until fall, so cool. I can finally cool. go see it on non-weekend days. Cool. Um, to celebrate, we'll be playing Super Troopers 1 and 2. They'll be the first two features, and the third is to be determined. Sherlock Gnomes. Yep. I'm guessing it's going to be a quiet place. Um, they did, like, Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke last year, so mm. they might just recycle that one. That'd, so. that'd be interesting. Uh, I won't go because I've got a lot of people be smoking weed. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. And those movies aren't my favorite. But Super Troopers 2 is, um, like... There's a lot of people from Denver's sex pot comedy who yeah, back they that shit. finance on, that thing, so I guess yeah. Denver represent. Yeah. <laughs> the the guy who ran for whoa, council whoa. said Kayvon and um, Andy Jewett. Yeah, he's still running for mayor. Yeah, so... And that's what's going on around town. Cool. Sweet. That's what you should do around town. Yeah. Let's go to these theaters and nowhere go, else. Go see the Maltese Falcon because then you won't be sorry. And mm-hmm. now we'll we'll jump on Ryan's Segway and he'll take us around the Alamo. Oh, well, sorry. Will you I guess... please put your hands in the air, Ryan? <laughs> One more thing. There's a Marvel quiz on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Oh. We will be there. At the uh, Barfly at the Sloan's Lake Alamo. So uh, oh, cool. I believe there's still space to register if you want to compete against. I mean, it's not lose. even worth trying. To, uh, you're going to lose to us, but of course. <laughs> um yeah, that's a thing. Such yeah. bold proclamation. I love your team name, too. Oh. Marvel Knights. Where'd you find out? Uh, I got an email. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't get an email. You did? <laughs> no. And I registered. I'll, I'll forward it to you. Cool. Maybe I put the real nerd's <laughs> Gmail on there instead of my own. Yeah, because it came to my one. personal one. Cool. Yeah, we're oh. the Marvel Knights. It's <laughs> awesome. Knights. Yeah, we're the Marvel Knights. Hello. Hi, I'm Kevin Smith. Hi, I'm Leonard Maltin. Hi, I'm Mark Hamill. Hi, I'm Elijah Wood. This is Seth Rogen. I'm Christopher Mitz-Bloss. I'm Martin Starr. Welcome to the Alamo Draft House. Uh, at the Littleton Alamo Draft House on Monday, they are showing Mean Girls. Oh, cool. That Tina Fey movie. Again? Yeah, it's an encore <laughs> presentation. They play it a lot. I know. They do. It's a popular People one, People go I guess. see it a lot. That uh, Borg versus McEnroe is also starting on Tuesday. You can see it. Th- if you're a part of the movie club, you can see it on Tomorrow? Monday. Yeah. Which I'll be there, so. Cool. That won't matter because <laughs> no one will listen to this until later, but. Fair. Uh, at Sloan's Lake, Gemini is playing. It's a, de- a dizzying, neon-drenched, neo-noir murder mystery. Is that a specialty thing? Because I talked about it last week. Yes. Um, it says regular... Sloan's Lake, it's. Regular, it's playing at two twenty and at eight forty-five. Oh, so we're just reading the normal schedule too, huh? Well, no, because well, it's a special one. Yeah. Oh, it's like their recommends or yeah. Something. All right. 
La Bamba is also playing at Sloan's Lake on Wednesday. They play yeah. that one a lot too. They do. Yeah, I think it was on there like a couple months ago. Yeah. Well, huh. It's, it's a popular one. It's a good movie. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Drag Queen Bingo is at the Barfly on Thursday at seven o'clock. Oh, well, you know I'll be there. You always are. Uh, Clue, the movie party, is uh, sold out. So, sorry, you can't go to that one. But you can't go to Days of Confused at, uh, <laughs> at 8 o'clock. Days of Confused, nice. Yeah. That's why they do Clue so often is because it always sells out. At uh, the Little Tin on Friday, they have the Mile High Movie Roast of Grease 2. And, of course, Cheech and Chong up in Smoke. We've already talked about that. <laughs> you knew that was going to make a somewhere on... Um, it's on 420. Yeah, not surprised. Oh. Uh, Pineapple Express and My Neighbor Totoro is playing at Littleton as well. There's two versions of uh, My Neighbor Totoro. You can see the dubbed or the subtitled version. Nice. Is that a big stoner movie? Is that <laughs> no. That one? Well, I, I don't mean, think it it's is. a double feature. <laughs> I don't think it's think a double feature of a... Pineapple Express and Totoro. I think they're doing a Studio Ghibli kind of like yeah, they thing all across the nation right now. I know. Like, Regal's got joke. their own festival going. <laughs> it was funny. Your joke's so clever that that Zach didn't get <laughs> it. Took it seriously. <laughs> and that's what's playing at the Alma Draft House this week. Yep. As if. Wait, is that in Mean Girls or is that Clueless? That's that's Clueless. Mm. I don't remember Mean, mean Girls. Mean Girls is Fetch. That's right. Yeah. Oh, that's so Fetch. Stop trying to make Fetch happen. Mm. Yeah. It's not gonna happen, Gretchen. <laughs> yeah. That movie. Like you, you, you know I, that a little good. too well, there, Zach. I like that movie. Pretty mm-hmm. good. Sue me. <laughs> not great, but pretty good. What's happening in movie news around Hollywood? It's real news. Uh, Milos Foreman passed away this week at 86, mm-hmm. which is a big number. So good job, Foreman. Yeah. yeah. Oscar um, winning director. Yeah. Two times. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Two time Oscar winner. His son turns on like, I'm going to listen to Real Nerds podcast and see how they honor my dad it's awesome he died <laughs> i'm gonna eat this shotgun he was old um, yeah one flew over the cuckoo's nest um which i was fucking obsessed with in high school because we had to read the book and then watch the movie and I, I fucking loved the shit out of that movie for so long amadeus is great but like um when i posted about it i was talking with henry about it though it's people versus larry flint and man on the moon are my two like go-tos for him yeah i was gonna I say that i mean films. you knew he was gonna live to be 80 something because the fact that he survived making man on the moon yeah um then i mean danny said you killed mozart <laughs> it was god Mo who? Uh. Zod. that's a shane black penned last action hero line um <laughs> then he told me not to trust you he said you killed mozart Mo who? Zot. there's a film I that he... a lot of guys jack i don't know <laughs> There's a film that he did in um, his native uh, country before coming to America. Boring. That got him in trouble with the Russian government that I'd really like to see. It's called The Fireman's Ball. Hmm. So I'm going to try to seek it out. But, yeah, it sucks. He had a really good view of the world and kind of would kind of look over the edge but not go all the way over it. Like pull movies back. are very distinct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of Man on the Moon like everybody else, but. Cuckoo's Nest is great, though. Yeah. Cuckoo's Nest is great. I like Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. Uh, Incredibles 2 got a trailer this week. Yep. And it looks good. Yeah. It still looks like the best Fantastic Four movie ever. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Incredibles is a great movie. Yeah. I'm I'm actually really excited about this. Where You know, when people kept talking about it, I was like, well, you know, it's fine. You know, uh, I like Incredibles. 
I'll see another sequel, but I, I never get super you excited. We've been about talking the about this before, but that's like a lot of people's reaction to Pixar movies. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, it looks good. I'll see it, and then you're in the theater and you crying. See it and you're like, oh. and you, yeah. Then you realize you're seeing a movie about murder. Yeah. You go, whoa. This, this one, different. this one, I'm actually pretty excited about. Yeah, it should be um, fun. Yeah, I think the trailer looks good. Uh, and then the only thing, uh, other thing that I have. Um, is many years ago before we even started recording the show, uh, shit, there was a documentary long, called The King of Kong, which is obviously a oh, pretty well known right. one. Um, this week, that Billy was on Mitchell. Both our lists. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, this week, Billy Mitchell, who is the uh, hot, sauce, hot king. sauce king villain of the film, um, he was stripped of all of his King Kong uh, record scores, which now means that Steve Wiebe is the first person to hit that you know, million point mark or whatever it was. Not the highest um, score currently, but the no, first he's not one. the highest score, but he is the first person to break that record. <laughs> and um, it's so interesting too, because now that movie adds so much more layers oh, yeah. to who that guy is. It, Cause remember there's those scenes in it where he would just go in and never play the games. Oh yeah. In he front would, of people. he would, he would turn in these VHS tapes mm-hmm. and that's what this whole thing is about. I mean, yeah. the truth is there needs to be a King of Kong two now. Like there's so much drama that has happened since that documentary. Yep around all this stuff like i mean we never talk about it but this is like the culmination of months of crazy shit that's been going on and what's crazy um, too is like, it, that documentary revealed too how corrupt twin galaxies was yeah and you, you don't think it is because it's like that old dude who just sits in his like parents house and watches right you know videos of people but it says a lot now when he wouldn't play in front of anybody mm-hmm. you know he, he just oh i'm i'm the best the so the the long and short of it is With that his mullet they by analyzing some of the footage from some recent things that he did uh, or like some recent videos that he submitted, they were able to prove that, and this is crazy, uh, but they were able to prove that the videos he had were loading, you know, when, when a new frame loads, it loads all the elements of the screen or, you know, of the game. And in like the original games will load those in a certain order. If you're playing on a MAME cabinet, which MAME is like a, it's like an open source kind of you can play all kinds of different old arcade games on it. If you're playing on MAME, it'll load those in a slightly different order. You have to like really slow down the footage to see how this happens, like, you know. Um but they they proved like, "Oh, wait, these videos you're submitting are are clearly being played on not an original cabinet, which means that you can't confirm that he's actually following the rules." Like he could he could have had stuff going on there that makes it so that he could win, mm-hmm. you know, or he could have been dumbing stuff together, um, and no one, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know. Um, so they they have stripped him of all of his records. So now all he has left is his hot sauce. Yes, um, I always loved it in uh, King of Kong when Weeby was playing and his kid would come in and you see the kid in the reflection of the cabinet. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Yeah, I need to go back and rewatch that thing again. Just one of the weirdest like scandals and like the, or cor- examples of corruption that the world may ever well, know. I mean, I think it's, it, it just proves a point too. If you can compete in something, someone's going to cheat. Yeah. Know, no matter what. Yeah. yeah. Well, and there's, it's, there's no proof that he cheated on those original ones, but at the same time, you know, it's, 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 it's doping in other sports, right? Yeah. Like, I think you have when to we catch you, it's like, well, shit, we no longer know what we can trust. Right. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy. Uh, as of the last thing I heard, like so, Twin Galaxies stripped all the records. Mm-hmm. Twin Galaxies is like either owned by or associated with uh, the Guinness Book of World Records. So like yeah. Guinness hasn't actually taken the awards away, but they probably will. 
Um, so um, anyway, I always found it weird that th- that director went on to do horrible bosses and um, uh, Baywatch. Yeah, I was gonna say it's so. too bad that he went and got famous because I would really love for him to go make another documentary. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he will now. Yeah, I mean, you probably won't get Billy Mitchell to participate, but <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I gotta watch that movie. I just remember one of my earliest like dis- despising of him was when he is like in his hot sauce warehouse and he's leaning against the hot sauce talking about how cool he is. Oh, and, and his he, trophy dude, wife. Yeah, dude, you're not cool. That, that and he makes... refers to his wife as a trophy wife. You're like, oh, God, I hate you. It, I know, right? That, oh. that actually makes me think that he would be pretty inclined to come back for an interview because right. he's that full of himself. Yeah, oh, if maybe. He, if, yeah. He, if, he, yeah. if he will. And what's funny is when, he, when it was first revealed, like when the scandal first started, he was like, well, you know, like the quote from him was some dumb shit about like, you know, oh, well, I know that Twin Galaxies has the real tape. I don't know what this other tape is, blah, blah, blah. And then he hired another guy to come in and investigate. And then even his investigator was like, yeah, you faked this shit. <laughs> this isn't real. Whackity, smackity yeah. do. So anyway, I'm sure he might come back for a documentary if in every scene he's in, they he can he can have his hot sauce sitting there on yeah. the table. Or he can walk into um, some competition and just keep on pulling his hair back. God, his hair's terrible. I know. He's a fucking comic book villain. Like, he's he just really is. so weird looking. You, you, uh, he's one of those guys you can't make him up. No, no. He crawled out of some cave somewhere, and you just can't believe it. Yep. So. I mean, he dresses for success, though. Jeans, <laughs> shirt and tie. <laughs> he got to he got to jeans. Does <laughs> this for success? Jeans. He's got pants on. <laughs> I'm 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 watching. Sure. I'm watching. He this might tonight. not be wearing jeans. I can't remember. Yeah, I'm gonna rewatch this tonight now. Oh, sure, that's great, man. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's pretty much everything I have. What did I miss? Um, Anything? No. Well, okay. That I was did news. read an interesting interview about the since The Rock is in a movie this week about how sure. what really happened with him and Vin Diesel. Ooh. And he just he said we just have a philosophical difference. It's on, it's on Hollywood Reporter, and he, because Vin Diesel's, uh, I make movies that are fun. Yeah, and it what I, it's interesting because Vin Diesel thinks he's so awesome, but I don't think people remember that Fast and Furious, the fourth one where The Rock before The Rock came, yeah. was garbage. Yeah, and then The Rock came on Fast Five, and it like buoyed the franchise. Yeah. I mean, fast five has other things about it that make it great family. Uh, no, it's a, (laughs) it's, it turned that whole franchise where the, it was the first one where it's a high, where it's a heist film. And also the, the direction and like that whole set piece with the safe at the end is fucking incredible. Um, I mean, because I will say, I don't think any of them, even with the rock have been as good as fast five. Oh no, I agree. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's a definition of the success. Returns. The, yeah, the success of that franchise is not because Vin Diesel like is that it's cool. Bankable? No, it's not at all. Like, and nobody's going to see Guardians of the Galaxy because it's got his voice in it. Like, come <laughs> on. Um, I see it for Star Lord. Yeah. <sighs> People should say who, then I'd be like Star Lord, man. Yeah. But you guys are too busy on your phones. While we're podcasting, what are you even fucking looking up? I'm trying to see if there was any more news because like, it's a lean week. It is. <laughs> Except about the Marvel quiz because I need to know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I'm but no, I just thought it was interesting because yeah. Uh, I mean, Rock confirmed that he went over to his trailer and like screamed at him. I picture him ripping the door off the trailer. That might not have happened, but I kind of wish it did. 
Like he, he went over to Vin Diesel's trailer yeah. and screamed at him? Yeah, I told him Ooh. how unprofessional he is. Well, I bet he probably is. Making people wait on set for an hour and a half. And then the Hollywood Reporter uh, story went into like detail about how other people would say it too, how unprofessional Vin Diesel is. Sheesh. And that he would make people sit around and wait. And your one job is to act. Yeah. It, that's <laughs> It's like the Wesley Snipes from Blade Trinity. In Blade Trinity, I was... I was reading an interview with uh, Patton Oswalt, and he said that Wesley Snipes would only be on set when it was close-ups of his face. <laughs> and so every other time you see even, uh, Wesley Snipes in that, it's his stand-in. And all he would wow. do is get, like, stoned, and then he would uh, yell at – he, like, punch David Goyer in the face. He called uh, Ryan Reynolds stupid cracker. Oh, yeah. Very You should look at Patton Oswalt when he talks about huh. Blade Trinity. Yep. Interesting. Man. People to not work with. It's almost like that guy doesn't have a career anymore. Wonder yeah. why. I wonder why. Could it, I don't know if it's a tax thing. I don't think it's a taxes. <laughs> He's a jerk. You know how? You know the easiest way to pay your taxes? Keep working. Yeah, that is true. You know, you don't go to jail for tax evasion if you have a job. So that was Ryan's gossip column. <laughs> Did he have any follow up on what's going on with Tyrese? <laughs> um, I don't think he knows who Tyrese is. is. Tyrese, Tyrese gonna, sad. Is, is, is Tyrese yeah. going to be okay, Ryan? I don't know. No. I mean, he's mad at The Rock. I, I hope he's going to be okay. Does Tyrese act in any other things but the Furious movies? No, oh. I don't! <laughs> no, he doesn't. Nor does he need to. <laughs> well, he does. He needs to pay that million-dollar alimony. Wasn't no. he in the Transformers movies for a minute? Mm. I can't remember. This is what's coming out on Blu-ray this week. Oh, maybe he was. Brad was coming out on Blu-ray. Put your fucking phone oh. down. <laughs> DVD releases the Blu-rays. Yeah, uh, this week is the post on 4K. Oh, so nice. you, you, If you didn't get a chance to see the post. You've got to order that. Um, I can watch Tom Hanks be a badass newspaper man in 4K. That's right. You can also watch The Commuter with Liam Neeson. Lives are on the line. Get it? Line? Oh, Train? Line? On the A-line? On, well, no, <laughs> not on the line. Oh, okay. Not the A-line. Lives are on a line would be good. Lives are on A-line. So like the A-line yeah. train. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Hello? Is this on? Oh, no. The joke wasn't funny the first time. I know. That's why I keep on, on trying time. to beat it over your head. It's, I call it the Daniel Tosh way of telling a joke. <laughs> oh, yeah. But you keep going so far. And yeah. Then, then you don't know what the fuck yeah. I'm talking about anymore. Yeah. Out from Shout Factory this week is the Mystery Science Theater 3000 season 11 is what they're calling it. I mean, it's the it's the reboot it's what, season, right? Um, but this is, I don't know, Brad, maybe you know. Is there anything different between this release and the the Patreon release or the the Kickstarter release? All I can tell for now is that the cover is different. Yeah, like I have a slip cover. I don't think that did, one does. Did yours have special features? Yeah, a lot of times I, the Netflix stuff doesn't have special features. But I think this release. But does. this is a Shout Factory Shout release. Factory. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then, you know. <laughs> like, I would I, be amazed if they, you know. So I have like Jessica Jones and stuff on Blu-ray because it looks better than it does when you watch it on Netflix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's absolutely nothing on it. They don't even have. They have like. Startup trailers for Daredevil. You can see that Netflix, but Ryan rolled his eyes at you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> from Criterion this week is The Awful Truth. Oh, I have that coming. Um, I, from 1937. Yeah. I think it's only 17 bucks right now. I, I, I need oh, to. Wow. There's a couple of well. things I need to buy because Criterion. Are they going to have their sales soon anyway? Mm. Um, the, they have a Hitchcock box set that I want. It's like his early films. Um, it's $100 um, right now, but if it goes down to 50 I'm going to get That's it. That's a steal. Yeah. Criterion's also releasing a movie called The Color of Pomegranates. Nope. Um, I think it's 
the from color pomegranate from dark 1969. purple, purple yeah. it's only 80 minutes long so you know comes and goes so yeah. i use criterion really for like oldies yeah you know I mean, I have Punch Drunk Love, I guess, on it, but and Wes Anderson stuff. Sixty nine is pretty old, unless you're yeah. like my parents. It's true. I feel like, like between that and Shout Factory, Warner Brothers is starting to give up some of their titles now because mm-hmm. they realize their their well, VOD. you can make money off the leasing of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, and their VOD thing is kind of like unless Stupid. you know, yeah, unless you know about it, it's useless. <laughs> well, uh, from Kino this week is Camp Nowhere, a uh, movie from 1994 with Christopher Lloyd. That I only bring up because it has a 1984, like an 82 drawn cover of the uh, Hey, we're at camp. Hey, if I got tickets to Keith I have no idea where to go. Goes. Sweet. Where's Keith for Sutherland? He's coming to the Bluebird Theater. Do you know he has an album out? No. Wait, he's playing. Okay, music? here's some movie news. Wait, yeah. it's not stand up. No, like, and I like download the album. It's pretty good. I honestly, when you said that, I imagine he comes out on stage to a mic and he just growls into the mic for an hour it's and kind a half. Of, if there's uh, not a song called Damn, then I don't. I'm, well, then you're not coming. Uh, um, uh, it's kind of soft rock country. So okay. It's, it's really good. You can He has two videos online. And I was reading the bio that he put out on the Bluebird Theater. And he has a record company, and hmm. he writes songs for artists. And as he wrote these songs, his producing partner said, why don't you just put out an album? And he said, damn, good idea. And he's uh, he's playing at the Bluebird on Tuesday. Wow. For like 20 bucks. That's crazy. So, uh, yeah. You uh, should take your I'll, copy I'll of... buy tickets the, that day, because if I get caught up fucking working, then I can't see them. But... Yeah. Chloe, contact my promoter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see if he'll sign a copy of, like... Season well, three of twenty four. Well, I'm hoping. <laughs> well, see, here's the thing. I'm hoping he might because the Bluebird's really small. Oh and yeah, it, and maybe he'll have like if you buy his CD, he'll sign it because mm-hmm. they do that sometimes. Yeah, he's on. He's on a show right now, isn't he? Designated, Designated Survivor. Yeah, he's the right. president. He is the president. <laughs> president Jack Bauer. I don't know what his name <laughs> is on that show. <laughs> I've watched two episodes. I forget. <laughs> well, folks have been watching it. They say it's... No, I heard it's good. Yeah. But it's more so. I think of twenty four is my demographic. It's Kiefer Sutherland's show mm-hmm. and Designator Survivors, like my parents' demographic. Yeah, yeah. It's um, for the people who really wanted to, who really liked watching. What was that First Lady show where Madam, Madam Secretary. Secretary? No, no, no. The one, the one where um, uh, what's her name from Cuthbert Island is the president. Oh, Gina <laughs> what Davis. Was that? Uh, Gina, what was that? The Gina was it Davis called show? Woman in Power? Oh, Commander in Chief. First Lady. There you go. It was called oh. Commander in Chief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, anyway, uh, Paul Walker and Joshua Jackson in The Skulls is out on Blu-ray this week. Paul Walker still has movies coming out? <laughs> no. No, Did he, he doesn't. Die? He maybe died five years ago. Is that crazy? That movie's from 2000. Oh, the Skulls. Oh, oh, from back in the day. Yeah. Okay. From Harvard. Or is it yeah. Yale? In which uh, Joshua Jackson uh, pretends he's Har- running. No, Yale, 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 Yale. Yeah. Yeah. Because Skull and Bones. Th- the Bushes went there, and yeah. they were in that society. Mm-hmm. From SRS this week, you can get Slaughter Drive. No one nice. stays alive on Slaughter Drive. That's the tagline. Uh, it rhymes. Why do people keep moving there? I don't know. <laughs> uh, there's a guy with an axe. There's some kids with a camera. They all have mouths agape. That's the cover. It's from it's actually from last year, so it's not old at all, but it has a cover that makes it look like it is. Uh, from Arrow this week, you can get Sleeping Dogs. What is that movie? Mm, sounds like a kung fu movie. Um, well, it's a video game. Sleepy, Sleepy Dogs. Uh, what happens when you're hunted, dot, 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 
And there's nowhere to run. Sleeping dog. You you become a sleeping dog. It sounds like a deliverance ripoff. Is it about the truth? Because sleeping dogs lie. <laughs> <laughs> yes! You gotta say that better. <laughs> that was really good. I cracked up halfway through it. That was really, really good. You can't, you can't work say on your delivery. Destroy it. Okay, uh, deep breath for this one. Uh, Saijun Suzuki, The Early Years, Volume 2, Border Crossings, The Crime and Action Movies are on, is on Blu-ray from Arrow this week. <gasps> it's uh, five movies from, I, uh, I'm assuming, director Saijun Suzuki from his early years. But not the earliest ones because this is Volume 2. I don't know, but check it out. Maybe you know what that is. Nope. And very last thing. I didn't know this wasn't coming out to theaters. I didn't realize it was coming straight to to Blu-ray. Deep Blue C2. Oh, shit. In my Facebook feed, I know it was this week, it says, 19 years ago, the terror surfaced. And then it's, I don't know, more sharks. Yeah. How much is the Blu-ray? But they're like, uh, oh, I don't know, like a, a quarter. Seventeen ninety. dollars That's really expensive. Yeah. Look at look at all these frowny-faced sharks in the background. Aww. Why are they all so sad? So, I think those are bull sharks in the background and a yeah. great white photoshopped there. Oh, yeah, but then in the trailer they talk about them being um, uh, tiger sharks or something. Mm. Yeah. The, no. let me, wait, wait, wait. The, wait. the trailer's up. terrible. Is it sharks eating people? Oh, yeah, sharks eating people. Okay, I might be down to watch this. I don't know, seventeen ninety nine is really expensive. Yeah. Do you think... Well, we, we could all pool our money and get one copy and pass it around. <laughs> Do you think that... Kennedy Center honoree LL Cool J is upset that he is not part of Deep Blue Sea 2. Mm, I think he's more upset that his head is like a shark fin. Am I crazy or did I see Sam Jackson in that in that ad? Uh, I think it was a stinger saying, hey, remember when Sam Jackson got killed? <laughs> Before he got bit. Yeah. Okay, I do want to point out that the tagline on this on this poster is stronger, wiser, deadlier, which really just makes me wish that they had also written deeper, bluer. Like from the song, and it's actually really f- the <laughs> thing's really funny. Why is that woman free diving in such deep water with five sharks around her? Because she's attractive and she likes getting eaten by sharks. I guess you do see her butt cheeks. I get it. Yeah. You know, fun fact: it's, I was on a focus group to design that cover. Were you really? You yeah. were not. What? Yep. I don't remember if that's the one I chose, but the other one was like she was standing on a dock and there was like a shark coming at the dock. Um, and I so what the focus other group? Were. What, what is your real job, Brad? <laughs> What would you say you do? I guess that's because you do how, here. How did you, you get involved in that? Warner Brothers. Yeah, yeah how'd you that get Warner Brothers in Pulse. Thing? Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Ah. So I feel like it's out so I can talk about it. Yeah. But yeah. Do you have to sign a no disclosure clause? Yeah. So did you did you vote for the one where she was on a pier? Uh, I think it was that one. Oh, okay. Yeah. There was like, there was one where it was like her and then a guy and they're like being circled by sharks. Boring. But they that looks like, like open water. Yeah, was, was there an <laughs> other option where you could submit a better poster? Because that would be the perfect scenario. I think some of my notes were like none of them are good. Um, right, exactly. Like tagline choices, but yeah, they're all kind of like, like what you'd expect from a straight to DVD. Yeah, I fully imagine that if they had just asked you, you would have been like, "Yeah, I, I can make you a better poster than that." All I mean, of these it, are it's shit. not that personal. It's like here's an online thing where you no, vote I know. for choices, and yeah, I'm just I was I'm trying to build you up, Brad, make you feel good about you. <laughs> I want, you know what I want to see? I want to see a shark with a person in its mouth and blood everywhere. That's what I want on a Blu-ray cover. Yeah. I also got to um, choose the King Arthur stuff, and they didn't go with my choice. But <laughs> King Arthur, the Kira Knightley movie? No, the recent one. Oh, the Legend of the Sword. Yeah. Oh. Yep, with Guy Ritchie. 
they went with yeah. like faces facing each other and i was like that's not dynamic enough because they had other ones where like they were at an angle with a sword and everything and i was like that looks like something i'd want to like <laughs> watch watch but uh, now it's just two this dudes dude staring Brad at each other Colorado, fuck him yeah, yeah. <laughs> was he know well probably after sales of king arthur tank they're like hey maybe we should <laughs> maybe go we with this choice on deep guy. blue sea yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know if that, that that seems like it was the least of the bad choices yeah i mean this just looks like hey it's a shark movie it's kind of yep. like I mean, Jaws. it doesn't look as good as Sand Sharks uh, poster, <sighs> but what does? Yeah, Sand Sharks is is <laughs> a, a piece of you know, a piece of gold that is watching the trailer. At least the CGI doesn't look as bad as like the sci-fi movies. You mean in Deep Blue Sea too? Yeah, yeah. So it looks it looks like they have some money into it, or they're just recycling the animations like Disney did. <laughs> oh, for sure. Well, I'm sure there's only like six shots of sharks in the whole movie. Because those 90s animators are getting pretty old, have arthritis. Yes. <laughs> oh, God, they kept them in the room from Deep Blue Sea 1. They had them locked in there for these 19 in the, years. In the sweat box. <laughs> that, that's a Disney joke for all you folks out there. They opened the door and said, we got Deep Blue Sea 2. Oh, finally. Where did I learn all about the sweat box? In Neil Gabler's yeah. <laughs> life-spanning book. Walt. <laughs> the Man. Triumph of the American Imagination. That's right. I forgot how good that Sand Sharks poster is. And, he, oh, this is great. This is this is actually the cover of the original soundtrack. You can buy the soundtrack wow. to Sand Sharks. You can make a product Yet, out of anything. Yeah, I can't get Christmas a, is a score for Spider-Man 3, but I can get the soundtrack for Sand Sharks. That's good to uh, know. Yeah. That's Sam Raimi trolling you. <laughs> <laughs> I need well, the Spider-Man 3 album is... Music inspired by the motion picture Spider-Man Three. Oh, so it's a lot of Nickel Creek or Nickelback. Yeah. <laughs> what uh? What track? And there's was two different types of Spider-Man. Uh, guys, this soundtrack is only seven dollars on Amazon. I just right want now. the score. What part of the score are you looking to get, though? Like, what's your favorite part of the score? Uh, I like when he becomes Black Spider-Man, and it's really bombastic, and it's. Bum, 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 bum. And he's looking at his hand, going, "How'd I get here?" Can you please this, redub Spider-Man 3 for me? <laughs> the Sandshark score has 39 tracks. Holy shit. This is the most cost-effective soundtrack on the market. It's $7 for 39 <laughs> tracks. I'm going to get the vinyl. It's going to have six different records in it. Holy crap. Has anyone bought that? What's its sales rank on Amazon? Zero. <laughs> no, it's it's digital only, I think. Oh, it has to be. There's no way they'd produce it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness! Wow. How long is each track? Like fifty uh, seconds? No, some of them are three minutes. Some of them are fifty-eight seconds. This one's thirty-nine. We could play the whole thing and yeah, not actually go. break any of the. Oh shit! There's a shark coming. Uh oh. <laughs> I'll help you catch him. Someone, someone, save Brooke Hogan. It's coming up from the sand. That's what you folks don't understand. The sand sharks. I hate sand. That was like, cool. It's rough. That was like two notes. I'll kill you, sand shark. And with it, you'll get the beach, the, sh the seashell, it's the just, whole damn thing. It's, it's Anakin with a hook. <laughs> uh, that track was titled People's Arrival. <laughs> nice. That's the music playing when the people arrive. We kind of just did a radio play there. That was adorable. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. We didn't uh, watch Sand Sharks this week, but we did watch other movies. Well, maybe you didn't watch Sand Sharks. I didn't. I think once was enough. I remember when that was coming out, me and you were really excited. Oh, I and owned we... it. I think I still do. Oh, no, I gave it away. 
Yeah. yeah, I remember at Comic-Con we were like, take this crap, and we just put stuff in there that we don't want anymore. Yeah. I think Sand Sharks is in somebody's lucky apartment. Yeah. Right now, going, I remember when those Real Nerds guys just gave me Sand Sharks. It's probably holding up a cabinet or something, you know? <laughs> or it's, you know, where they put their crack. Yeah, oh, ooh, yeah, oh, yeah, they keep their weed in it. Yep. When I arrested they, they a threw guy the one death, time, the I found away. a bunch of heroin in his Grand Theft Auto case. Uh, three or four? Um, four. Oh. It's an Xbox One title. No, Xbox 360. That is the correct choice. Yes. Four is the good one. I don't know. They're all okay. They're all okay. Ready for, I'm ready for God of War. I think that's Did you awesome. hear that the, uh, GTA Five is like the most profitable piece of media of yeah. all time? Like it outranks uh, Gone with the Wind by a shit ton. Well, when you it's been uh, for sale for five years, yeah, and it's still well, sixty it, bucks. It's it's been sold on like five or six different platforms, and there's all this like online content stuff that people buy. It's I it was some crazy number like five billion dollars. I think it's still sales. sixty bucks too. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Sheesh. Zach, what'd you watch this week? Uh, not a whole lot. So uh, um, yeah, this is the stuff we've been uh, watching. Um. Uh, starting off though, I um I finally got Citizen Kane on Blu-ray because I'd never had it before. Um, but I I think I, primarily because I was trying to hold out for the Ultimate Collector's Edition. But since I found out it only included um Magnificent Ambersons on DVD, I was like, well, I'd rather have a digibook version. So I got that instead. So S- Steven Spielberg owns owns the sled. I, I I know it's in his collection. It's crazy. I, I know. didn't realize it. I know he 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 owns a lot of memorabilia. He had yeah, Betty but... Davis House Oscar at one point. You know. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So Does of, he have Betty Davis' eyes? N- no, he directed Betty Davis once in a uh, TV it's episode. literally her eyes in a jar. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's what you get for yelling at me, Betty. Because yeah. <laughs> um, that's a story that happened, too. Um, but anyway, Citizen Kane, um, you know, I think we've talked multiple times about it before on the show and how it's, like, not necessarily worthy of that rating that it gets on Empire's top 100 movies every year. It's fine. I It was important. I think like I and I think a lot of people go off of it on technical merit and not on how the story f- functions and flows, but yeah. I, rewatching it like I I mean I love I've always loved the movie, but the, the rewatching it now I'm like it's eerily relevant. <laughs> like in in mm. consistently so yeah, every decade because of just like the story it is telling and like thinking about how groundbreaking it was 75 years ago yeah. compared to now is like, it, I mean, it, it's, it's eerie how it's kind of like, like still hitting certain notes that are very, very like true today. Um, and it's still, it looks amazing in um, HD. Like it, mm. it looks beautiful. I almost would want them to do a 4k version or give um get a new transfer done and give it to Criterion because mm. Criterion had Citizen Kane at one point when they were doing laser discs so. hmm. um and then there's a <clears throat> there's a pretty good commentary by Roger Ebert in there it's cool. pretty neat wait um, he's talking what <laughs> yeah this is oh, before this, he yeah was this dead. was before yeah this is like the older commentary um yeah i just realized mm. that would have been problematic if he had done it in the latter years um i uh Rewatched uh, Play Misty for me um, to get back um, to do to finish up the Clint Eastwood stuff. I'm going through trying to do one a night if I can I, on the weekends. I have never heard of this movie. So Play Misty for me is Clint Eastwood's directorial debut. Oh, it's a slasher film with um, Jessica Walters from Arrested Development back and back when she was. I mean, hot. Ma- Mama Bluth was pretty hot, man. 
Um, and um, it also has Don Siegel, the director of Dirty Harry, playing a small role as a bartender. Hmm. Um, I I hadn't watched it in a long time, and I remember when I first saw it, I was I was not its biggest fan, but I was also not like as big a horror fan as I am now. Um, and I gotta be honest, like you know how Shout like or Scream Factory sometimes puts out a title that you wouldn't expect. I, I feel like. And especially because Universal owns the rights to play Misty for me, um, with Malpaso, Scream Factory should try to make a jump for playing Misty for me as a collector's edition, because it's pretty good horror film. I'm amazed that Clint Eastwood made. I, I, I watching it, I'm like he's as effective, if not like even beyond proficient at making a good slasher film in the 70s. Why? Why is this so funny to you? <laughs> Sorry. Cause... Brad's using a pair of like Fisker scissors to cut candy up on the other side of the table, and I watched him do it, and I started laughing, and then he started laughing, and then I know I was trying a... not to ruin his thing. But I know oh, no, it's fine. <laughs> I couldn't help it. Every time I looked over at Brad, he just looked so guilty. Like, oh. um, but play Misty for me is the um, it's a it's a story about a DJ who gets a call at a radio station to play a song called Misty uh, every night, and then one night he meets the woman who's been making that call, and. They ha- they fuck one night and then um, she leaves. Yeah, but then she it. starts stalking no, him. That's a hard F. Uh, they make they make love, sir. <laughs> no, Clint Eastwood fucks, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because <laughs> he doesn't want any commitment until that one girl from years ago shows back up in his life. But it's too late because Jessica Walters is stark raving mad and uh, tries to control oh. his life. And when she can't have him, she stabs people pretty brutally oh okay um there's there's two like there's a does, one, she, does one, she stab them with her words like she does in arrested <laughs> development no okay. no 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 i do you know it's funny though like i don't remember on arrested development her ever being like batshit crazy like other than like just a restrained but uh, she's but, pretty but, crazy but, no, well but she's like more in a bitchy way like yeah. this her as uh, her in Play Misty for me is like straight up. Oh shit! We need the straight jacket now. Insane. Um, the scene. There's a scene where uh, uh, Eastwood's character's got a uh, housemaid, and she comes in and she's trying to clean up and whatnot. And Jessica Walters like bursts through a closet door and just like starts stabbing her like savagely, and like hmm. the camera's like uncomfortably like moving around, like it's trying to convey some kinetic motion it's like it's brilliantly shot hmm. um so um i would be interesting to know what would have happened if clint East would have done some more horror movies of that nature um but he ended up doing other things like the other thing i saw this week which was space cowboys again i like that movie i do too do you know what's weird the, the opening where all the guys open- go to space you know what's weirdest part of that movie opening scene where it's a bunch of young guys and their voices are dubbed with the old people's voice oh. at the time Oh no! I I guess I didn't realize that. Yeah, I I, j- I forgot about that, and then I, I watched oh. it. So it's weird watching a guy who might look like a young James Cromwell sound exactly like current James Cromwell, <laughs> <laughs> or somebody playing good. Donald Sutherland looking at a 1958 Playboy magazine, and you hear old Donald Sutherland going "Miss October." <laughs> <laughs> but the rest of the movie's really good. I guess James Cromwell. Yeah. James Garner. No, James Garner's in the movie, but James Cromwell plays their boss. Wow. Yeah. So. Um, All the old guys are in that movie. Yeah, James Garner's probably the least 
He's he's kind of like window dressing in the movie, to be honest. Yeah, which is too bad because James Garner is the reason I like that movie. Yeah, like he's he's pretty damn good. I I, I like I like all of them, but like he has the he's the best. He has the least to do. It's main it's mainly a Tommy Lee Jones Clint story, I guess you would say. James Garner lives in my head in the same space <laughs> as like a Peter Falk of most lovable old guys. Yeah, I just as love James Garner. <laughs> yeah, like. He's amazing. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's it's pretty good. Like, it still holds up in my head. But like, it's a silly, silly movie. It, it is. That it's, is lots of fun. It's it's a slapstick bananas old person movie that also has to deal with the harsh realities of cancer and nuclear warfare. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how 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 much crazy both kill you? But it also it also like requires that same level of. Um, of uh like give and take from the audience as like armageddon does and they're like oh we need we need to use these old ships so we need old guys to fly them how oh we can't we can't train young people to do this greatest shot in the film hands down is when they're marching up to nasa and you hear an nsync song playing in the background oh my god i forgot about that cowboy baby (laughs) i i laughed so yeah, fucking that's right. hard. Me and, me and really Brad gave each other a look like, you know, that's an NSYNC song? I do. Because I remember seeing this I remember movie when it the, came out. Yeah, the, no. This was the first Clint Eastwood movie I saw in a theater was this film. It was very strange that there was like a NSYNC promotion with cow, with the <laughs> Space Cowboys. Yeah. Like, it's, it was very bizarre. Th- these were weird times. It was called the early 2000s. Are they chewy, Brad? Why are, why are, you, why are you cutting <laughs> them up? They're easier to eat. And when they're smaller, Real Nerds Podcast is brought to you by Squinkles oh, Red okay. Elbows. <laughs> yeah, those are pretty good. I don't want to rip my teeth out trying to like bite them in half. Oh uh, yeah, I wasn't in sugar. Give me one of those. I wasn't eating sugar when. Uh, ate them all. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Hang on. Uh, yeah, just just cut me one one little piece off. Sorry, Zach. No, it's okay. Keep, keep um, talking, but I'm not gonna listen. Um, I finally watched a sitcom called WKRP in Cincinnati for the oh, first time. Oh shit! Yeah. Um, it's the first season. I only watched five episodes so far, but it's pretty fucking funny. Um, I, uh, uh, it, I mean, I don't recognize anyone there except for Lonnie Anderson. So it's like, so these are all like, I'm seeing him only as their character and not like some person or celebrity noteworthy of the past. So, um, so it's fun and it's, it's about a radio station in Cincinnati that goes from playing old timey music to rock and roll and Dr. Dr. Johnny Fever, um, is your lackadaisical DJ there. Um, and Venus flytrap, which tastes like ass. <laughs> the squinkles. That's why it tastes so good. <laughs> it's awful. Um, and so they have a lazy that... DJ, but they're trying to go from boring radio to rock and roll. You should just watch the sitcom <laughs> and see how it's funny. I guess they're I don't know production managers on crack. <laughs> just watch the show. <laughs> You damn kids and your music. It's a questionable decision. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that's pretty okay. Um, And uh, the documentary of the week, Ryan, that I saw was Get Me Roger Stone, uh, which is a Netflix documentary about the – I'm going to just call him a giant turd. Um, who it's is about Bono? No, it's, it's, it's about <laughs> Donald Trump. No, it's um, it's basically about the guy who. No, it'd be a huge turd. He's huge. He's, he's a political consultant, um, part of a firm that also had Paul Manafort and whatnot. But it's basically about his history in politics and leading up to what we're in today. Um, and 
it just Hell? it's it's incredibly frustrating and absolutely fascinating all at once because it's just like you I wanted to punch the screen so many times because this guy really does not give a shit. He really does not care that he is angering you or anyone else around him, you hmm. know. Um, <clears throat> but I found it fascinating in that context because I didn't know about the CPAC before, and the this this film kind of explained it in a way that helped me understand it better. Um, so, but um, but yeah, it's 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 incredibly frustrating, and but a well made doc. Um, like the, the Roger Stone keeps pointing out the fact that the filmmakers are liberals throughout the entire documentary. Like he's as if though he's trying to get them beat up. Like it's of course they are. Yeah. So but. I actually um, today one of my far right friends posted on there every uh, liberal snowflake should watch this scene from A Few Good Men and ask if I forget what it was. But it's a scene where Jack Nicholson says why it's okay to kill somebody. Yeah, that's not what that movie's about. Mm-hmm. Psycho. <laughs> I know. I, I even put on there. It's like um, he's talking about the necessity of killing someone. Great movie. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a pretty good doc. Um, I would check it out. Um, but don't have anything to drink while watching it or something like that. Cause I, I just imagined that like, if you got drunk enough with this movie, that anger mixed with the alcohol would like turn into the house on fire. So, um, you know, don't do that or anything. Um, and then the last thing I did was, um, I actually watched a, um, the latest Lewis Black special. Um, on Amazon Prime, and I love Lewis Black. I, I fucking love the shit out of him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> my my favorite thing he's ever said is when he's talking about being a kid. He's like, "And what's all these kids with chocolate milk?" Back when I was a kid, we had one kind of milk: moo cow fuck milk. <laughs> <laughs> I just moo cow fuck milk. Oh, he stuck with me that one phrase. Um, he um, but yeah. So and I mean, I, the way I got introduced to him was the Back in Black stuff on the Daily mm-hmm. Show and whatnot, and then you. Listen to his um uh, uh his stand up albums. Like he did a great thing about the 2003 Super Bowl that was pretty fucking fantastic. But this new one is pretty good. Um, I was telling Brad earlier today, like he's slowing down. Like he's getting, oh, yeah, he's definitely it, getting older. I don't think he can be that angry for so yeah. long. I, I mean, I, I was just hoping, like it's kind of like George Carlin, where he's still angry, but you can tell that the volume's gone down a wee bit. If that makes sense, because. In Carlin's final special, he looks a little like worn out. So, um, but yeah, it, it's funny. It's on Prime. If you want to check it out, if you want a good laugh, um, that's not Dave Chappelle or Netflix related, I guess. Yeah. So, and uh, that's all I watched this week. Brad. Okay, I watched all the Marvel movies, so we're gonna have to go through them one by one. <laughs> uh, Did you watch all of them? Shit. No, I, I watched most of them though. <laughs> I think I, I didn't get to Doctor Strange and Spider Man Homecoming. But you watched. Iron Man last week though, yeah, I, I, yeah, I watched that last week. So, I watched everything else. Nice. Um, no, I'm gonna start with I watched Deep Red, Dario Argento's Deep Red. Oh, I guess it's some restored classic. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was on. Um, we talked about it on Blu-rays last week or the week before, yeah. right? Not, not my thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Argento's weird. I feel, I feel like you'd like Argento, or maybe Suspiria. Maybe you'd like Suspiria. I don't know. I mean, I'm not excited to try and see it after watching this. Like, <laughs> I mean, you like the Neon Demon, so. Well, the Neon Demon is amazing. Seems cooler. By <laughs> <laughs> um, the anyway, just not your bag. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's hard to describe. Uh, there's like this 
I guess, orchestra conductor. And then there's this woman who can read minds. She's having a press conference. And then she gets murdered by somebody. Um, she can read his mind? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Um, and then... the Argento's a mastermind. <laughs> the musician guy decides to take it upon... It's like, like Gemini last week where mm. this... Uh, this person who has like no business being a detective takes up being a detective for to solve this crime to the point where like an actual detective is like, you know, Hey, I'm going to do my investigation. I'm not going to try and stop you, I guess just keep doing what you're doing and maybe we can team up and our threads will lead to each other. I don't know. Anyway. So there's like, based on the trailer, the, like the trailer was really cool. So, but the, the, it's not. It's a lot less slashery and a lot of just you know weird that era theater acting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like at one point, the other investigator, like she gets stabbed and she's like laying on the ground and she's just like over groaning and like pawing at her face. I don't know, <laughs> <It's> just <laughs> silly. Um, and there's like a lot of you know, there's some dude in the shadows just kind of like following them around. Um. And then he's like, eventually it leads to some thing in a mansion, and nice. I, like I think I fell asleep for <laughs> mansions for a bunch Hell of yeah. time. I don't know. You think you fell asleep, or you think the movie just wasn't? Yeah, I don't know if I just stopped paying attention, or I like. <laughs> but eventually, like it's on fire, and like when did that happen? I don't know. And then the other person pulls him out, um, and they track down, uh, like. They solve the crime by, like, I guess the killer leaves, like, childish drawings at the scene or something. Oh, the other thing is he's, I, f- I forget where this came up, but he's interested in the crime because it's related to, like, he's he was at the victim's house and there's, like, a painting on the wall. And he remembers it there, but the police say it's not there. I don't know. But anyway, it relates to the whole uh, drawings thing. And then they find, like, they go to the school that he grew up in they like apparently there's an archive of children's drawings <laughs> that they save so they look through yeah, it's called those. mom's house <laughs> are they all by simon he likes to do draw rings yeah, yeah. so categorized by like refrigerator drawings <laughs> and stuff that got thrown away macaroni C- art c plus material yeah. yeah so they just they they comb through these things like you know, this doesn't look like this style like this style doesn't match this yeah and then the killer's there and like attacks that well the 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 fake killer the one they think the movie's trying to make you think is the killer the deep red herring the mandarin yeah exactly so that was awful that was good <laughs> and then the actual killer like gets her necklace caught in the elevator shaft and it, like rips her head off ooh nice, which isn't as cool as <laughs> oh. it sounds it's better in your imagination than their uh, their poor <laughs> yeah okay uh, effects work it's not quite uh, final destination two material yeah. Okay. I think it's from the 70s, so yeah. Yeah. that helps. Uh, and, well, elevator special effects were not as good back then. They weren't. <laughs> I mean, it's not like the Resident Evil of the early 2000s. Yeah. Right. It's like a necklace like just pulling through clay, <laughs> like flesh-colored clay. Oh. Yeah, and like a close-up, you know, you yeah. seeing the head get decapitated. I haven't watched a lot of Argento, so yeah. but this maybe I'll watch it. Just, I mean, I know he worked on Don, uh, did a cut of Dawn of the Dead that was pretty good. So. Yeah, it's yeah a lot of, someone else made it. 
<laughs> yeah, but he re-edited it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. They called it zombie. Oh, the other thing is, too, because uh, there's like a disclaimer ahead of it about it being restored. So uh, periodically, um, like in the middle of scenes, the different cuts would go from Italian to English. Because I guess the restored only has like the original Italian dub. Mm. So that was odd and jarring. I was like, why are these characters suddenly talking to They're like, is this a secret code? <laughs> and then I realized that, oh, it's the restoration, and that's what that meant. So that was bizarre. Hmm. So, um, yeah. And then, yeah, I watched uh, a lot of the Marvel movies. But the only things that really... St- I was trying to, like, follow the thread of, like, where the Infinity Stones are as I was going and, like, all the, the post credit scenes and stuff. Yeah. Um, and at one point I thought, like, oh, this doesn't match up. But then it was just because I didn't watch them, like, in the order Oh. I just watched what I wanted to watch. Sure. So yeah. it's called the don't give a fuck order. <laughs> yeah. Um but like at one point the collector he gets well I guess I should start from the beginning. So the first one is um Iron Man gets approached by Nick Fury. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna put a team together and then the next credit sequence is uh, Tony Stark goes to Thunderbolt Ross and he's like, Hey, we're putting a team together and then the next one is the Thor's hammer ends up in the desert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, at the end of Iron Man 2. And then uh, fast forward a bit. So, like, Tanalir, Tivan, the collector, he gets the ether. Yeah. Um, because they already have. And then the Guardians the bring the orb to him. Right? No. So the Tesseract goes to. Oh, I see, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. The Tesseract yeah. goes to. The Warriors 3 bring the ether to. The collector, and then yes, for safekeeping, the guardians bring the orb to him. But they don't know that he has ether because they don't know right. Thor. And he's, I guess, helping Thanos because he's like five more to go. No, he just wants them. Okay, so he separately would like to have all of them. We think the collector might show up in this one, but if like the assumption so far is that like this movie, an early cu- an early scene in this movie will be. Thanos walks into the collector's house because of obviously his shop is all blown up and, and is kills like Howard the Duck. Right, yes, and no, strangles Howard don't. the Duck to death and then the collector's like, No, my prized possession no, and he then gives strangle him, him to death. He puts in uh one of the infinity stones and shoots fire out of his hand and then uh Howard the Duck turns into like a cartoon roast duck. <gasps> <laughs> more more vicious would be like he he puts on like the reality gem and he walks in and then he turns into the George Lucas Howard the Duck oh, and then kills awesome. himself. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, like they, which I don't. Why would the the Warriors three like? So they say it in seems the, safer on Asgard at the time. But then the, then the Tesseract is on Asgard, so they say that they don't want to have two Infinity Jones gems in the same place. They say that in the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I missed that part. Yeah. Um, but then the collector's lab gets blown up, and I guess the ether's safe? Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> well, we'll probably find out. We don't know where the collector has it. Maybe yeah. the collector has sold it. Um, probably not. He doesn't sell it. He's not the seller. He's the collector. And then when uh, Thanos picks up the Infinity Gauntlet in that one postcard sequence, he has no stones on the gauntlet. Right, because he currently does not have any. Yeah. There was a story written with the interview with the guys who wrote... Uh, Infinity War about like how they kind of scrapped that post credit sequence when they're writing Infinity War. 
because oh. they were just like that was done before we got we came in on Infinity War. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like, so this movie's gonna like we're gonna watch him get like all I don't know six. He's five, gonna get no. He's gonna. I get mean, like he's got like three. four of them in the trailer. So he's gonna get like three in this movie. Yeah. He's gonna get he's gonna get the Tesseract. He's gonna probably get the Ether. And then the move, like most of the fighting, will probably be around him trying to get the Soul Stone wherever that is, and then or or maybe the Wakanda Time Gem, forever. yeah, like maybe you know because the Time Gem, the Time Gem yeah. is also on Earth, but he you know, um, and then obviously and then you know maybe four at the most, and then you know the next movie would be theoretically him trying to get the rest. Like I mean, maybe he gets all six. That'd be crazy, but but if he gets all six, then the whole world ends. So. He shouldn't ever get all six. Yeah. <laughs> we should try to keep him from getting all six. We, because I'm on the team, guys. Yeah, I don't know what it'd be like if Josh Brolin ruled, ruled the world. Well, he'd kill half of humanity. Well, you know what happens when Thanos kills Captain America on Infinite, I mean, on, in Wakanda, because he's protecting the Soul Stone. <gasps> and, and, you know, Thanos is like, just give up. And he's going to pop can, him. He's so like, I can do this all day. Can the Soul Stone be <laughs> Steve oh. Rogers' heart? Oh, that'd be... Oh, because he's got so much of it. <laughs> I'd be like... <laughs> <laughs> has to be something that starts with an H, because it fits the Thanos yeah. code. Um, <sighs> uh, meteor. Yeah. A lot of people are saying it's Heimdall, but I'm like... Uh, no. If um, they don't want uh, two Hulk. Infinity Stones Hulk in the same is place... The, <laughs> Hulk is the soul Then why would it be on another Asgardian thing? Anyway. Yeah. Um. So... I was going to say. Damn it. That Marvel's awesome. I'll say, the the Incredible Hulk, though, just seems like another movie that just has the Marvel Studios, like, moniker on it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was made when they, so they they didn't quite have the vision of the whole thing, you know? They keep saying it does. Um, but, yeah, like, the only connection is that end credit sequence with oh, Thunderbolt yeah. Ross. It sets up the... the, the, uh, the presence of a super soldier serum that and then captain america first avenger further explains that it's the the serum that dr erskine was working on is the basis for them trying to create the serum that's in incredible hulk i believe that's it yep it does it's 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 all connected Mm -hmm. hashtag Watch yeah. Agents of Shield Tuesdays on him. Well, the ABC. CGI doesn't hold up very well. <laughs> um, and well, uh, and that's the one where like the Hulk doesn't look as much like Ed Norton. Right. Like they, they even that. There's like even just parts where like a building will get destroyed on the corner or something, and oh. it'll just feel like it's like digitally composited on the corner of the building. Probably. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, and then another weird thing was I was just like oddly put off by. So they have like the whole military show up on this college campus. Oh yeah, and they're just like firing bullets. Like yeah, there's a whole fight scene, in, like just in a in a park. In a park, yeah, yeah, on the campus. This is before Marvel had all that fuck you money, and, so and the scope isn't quite as wide. <laughs> brilliant uh, Thunderbolt Ross military, you know, despite already like a hundred bullets bouncing off the Hulk, they just like keep trying more bullets and larger bullets. Yeah, um, like the sound thing was a fun idea. Are you are you implying that that, that uh, films in which the military just throws lots of bullets at <laughs> giant monsters maybe not a very good compelling story for a film? It's, it's a good thing they never made movies like that ever again. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I was like, when you're making the movie, like, why well, has that not crossed your mind? Like, why do we keep just recite like 
Why yeah. is the sequence going on? Like after you know, three bullets bounce off the Hulk. You're like, yeah, maybe a M16 is not going to work, guys. My favorite scene in that movie is actually the well, is actually that scene in the park because that's the one where like Tim Tim Roth gets set free and he goes like he he. It's basically Captain America fighting the Hulk. And I remember when that movie came out, I was like, this is the closest we're ever going to get to watching Captain America fight the Hulk. I don't think we have seen him fight the Hulk yet. I know. If Captain America dies in the movie, we'll never. I will have been right. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, it was it was their second film within the same year as yeah. the first one, so yeah, it, it's still under. It's still even under Paramount's distribution arm, so like, not all the pieces are there. I, I would assume, but yeah, they should just, they should, there's a reason it's the most forgotten. They should like George Lucas that movie with Mark Ruffalo in it. Oh. I mean, it'd be perfect, you know. And have walkie-talkies instead of those guns. Because I feel like at this point, if they made a good, if they made a Hulk movie now, I feel like people would go see it. You know, like yeah, yeah. yeah. They fleshed out that character more than like because a lot of that movie is still just the same storyline from you know 2003 Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Ang Lee's Hulk is technically an MCU movie. No, no. <laughs> we no. He looks like Play-Doh in that one. That's Gosh, that bad. one's terrible. Yeah, he's a fucking Gumby in that movie. I've seen a couple of my friends on Facebook say, "I actually like 2003's Hulk," and I'm like, "Really? It's, Do you know kind of cool? It's not like yeah. horrible. It's just the Hulk doesn't really smash things until about two and hours and twenty minutes into the movie, and yeah, and Nick Nolte turns into lightning. Yeah, yeah. There's a fight with some dogs. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot zombie poodles. Yeah, yeah. It's not great. But anyway, the MCU. Yeah, that's all I got. James? Uh, I rewatched The Verdict this week, the uh, Paul Newman, David Mamet film. Um, it's still really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot how, like, as good as it is, like, it's a little anticlimactic almost, um, but still fantastic. And I also forgot, like, what – I remembered how how shitty he is at the beginning because basically he plays, like, a an ambulance chaser, lawyer – who is an alcoholic and finally gets like this one, he gets this one case that he's like, you know what? I'm going to sober up and try to win this one. Cause this is actually a really terrible story. Um, but everything goes so wrong and he is so outgunned during the whole thing that it's, it's almost painful how pitiful he is and how many scenes where he just like has to go beg people for help. Um, you know, but that's part of what's compelling about it because like it's as a, as a, as an audience member and theoretically as a jury member, like it's an open and shut case where you look at this and you're like, fuck these people. Like, holy shit. Someone should help this poor woman who is in a coma and, you know, terrible things happen to her. And yet, you know, he's, he's fighting the system. Um, so it's really good. There's some, some wonderful little speeches in it. So, uh, you should check it out. I call it the sad Paul Newman movie. Oh, it is. Yeah. It's, it's funny how, how, pathetic and like and kind of an asshole like you're used to paul newman being charismatic Mm. and he's actually amazing in the movie because there's so many scenes where like he's stammering and like not able to finish his sentences or not able to like you know be cool charismatic paul newman you're like holy shit how are you able to hide that you know Mm. um it's great uh, and I also rewatched Pan's Labyrinth, um, which I hadn't seen maybe even, well, probably since like a year after the th- it, it came out. Um, and it's really good. You know, the CG doesn't hold up as well 
Um, but all of the practical stuff obviously does. But like the 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 gore effects, like when he smashes a dude's face in and shit like that, I was like, oh, that's. I remember in the theater being like scarred by like, holy shit! I just watched that man's face get beaten with a bottle, and here I was like, oh, holy shit! They used crayons on that guy's <laughs> film to make the face look gone, like it's gone. Um, it kind of reminded me a little bit of like the shadow in those scenes where they composite in the black. Anyway, but. Um, but still really wonderful. Uh, like that movie a lot. So, um, definitely worth checking out. And then I think that's mostly it. Still watching some Voyager in my free time. Um, I'm just trying, I'm in season three. I'm just trying to slug through until Kess dies. Like I just really need Kess to go away. Um, she's the telepathic person and she's the worst part of that show. And then when she dies, seven of nine comes in and, then the show gets better but i'm not there yet so anyway that's pretty much it yeah i didn't watch too much this week i uh, watched the new suicide squad hell to pay movie hmm. uh, that's pretty fun i mean it's super violent and there's lots of cussing in it uh i saw that it was rated r and it was rated r for grisly images throughout and i go that doesn't sound right for a cartoon and it's literally people getting shot in the head and their brains flying all over the place oh and, shit oh, okay. uh it's almost the movie that the movie Suicide Squad should have been Ooh. where it it's bad guys and none of them are, you know, they don't have any redeeming qualities. <laughs> I want that to be the subtitle of the next Suicide Squad movie. It's bad guys. <laughs> and I was really wor- pull quote on the <laughs> yeah, yeah. do it. Yes, yes. Um, and I was really worried that Christian Slater is dead shot would be distracting, but he's pretty good in it. Christian Slater is de- oh okay. because he okay. has such that distinct um, cadence. Uh, Tara Strong is Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn is kind of just an afterthought and she's really just a comic that relief who's Harley Tara Quinn? Strong yeah. she's, she does uh, Harley Quinn a lot <laughs> now um, who's Tara Strong uh, she's a voice actress who oh, does okay. um, Harley Quinn Batgirl like Twilight Sparkle <laughs> yeah she does a lot Ooh. she's really popular she's coming to Denver Comic Con mm-hmm. oh cool um, so you could go up to her and be like you who, are who, <laughs> who are you who are you but no the movie's pretty fun it starts it has it's one of the longest DC Universe animated movies it's like 92 minutes hmm. most of them are in the 70s uh and it starts kind of like a tarantino grindhouse movie where it has ding 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 and there's like scratches on the film and it's just uh bullet casings falling down and nice uh <laughs> it's fun uh yeah i liked it uh, i did like they have the next dc movie coming out is the death of superman and I actually really like that story, uh, him fighting Doomsday. Did they do that? Yeah, they, I thought they, they did. Super they did, but this one's... Uh, so that's they did Superman Doomsday. <laughs> this one is the actual <laughs> comic version, I guess. Oh, okay. Uh, so it looks looks fun. Uh, I think Batman Ninja looks awesome. They have a little preview of that. Yeah. Uh, it just looks interesting. Uh, so yeah, I'd pick up Suicide Squad if you want to see a super violent and cussing. I mean, they go to like a male strip club in it and... If you want to see cussing, I, I, I guess I guess the story is is Amanda Waller is dying and uh, there's a card that actually you get out of hell free. It's a mystic card, like supposed to, like Ooh. a mystical power that when you die you can not go to hell and you just basically go to heaven. And Amanda Waller's dying, so she's really concerned about her what's going to happen to her, and so she enlists a suicide. I've been a squad. piece of shit all my life. <laughs> I think I should get out of this. And so she, yeah, so she enlists a suicide squad to go get it, and then they're also 
That seems like the wrong thing to send the Suicide Squad for because they're all going to want it too. Oh, would they? You should send the Justice League because they won't have any use for it. Uh, but also Reverse Flash, I guess Zoom, whatever you want to call him, what? is in it. And he, he has a pretty cool story. I didn't know the Reverse Flash was called Zoom. Yeah, watch yep. the CW show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I call him Reverse Flash because, I mean, it's stup- as stupid as Zoom, but... Uh, I think it's actually better, but that's part of why, like, I... Yeah, anyway. His story actually ends up being pretty cool. Uh, cool. You have to be kind of versed in DC stuff to understand what he's doing, but... Quick guy. <laughs> well, in this, he's not quick. Uh-huh. Yeah, is, if he's... Deadshot re- makes a remark about he should be dodging these bullets that I'm shooting faster, and it's interesting. So it has a little interesting play. Uh, I watched Behind the Mask, of the Scream Factory Collector's Edition, nice. which is a really fun horror film. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's about a guy who's being filmed by a documentary crew who is a slasher and he wants to be like Jason and Freddy and there's it's an actual career and so he takes his film crew with him and he talks about you know what he does and how he picks his victims and my my favorite scene is he's boxing this bag and he's working up a huge sweat she says why are you doing cardio so much he said do you have any idea how hard it is to be walking while everybody else is running because <laughs> and you know slashers are just walking and everyone else run from him uh-huh. he says you gotta be in like the best shape <laughs> um and there's like the old time slasher with the hot wife telling him it's really bizarre but it's funny if hmm. you know the uh the tropes and things of slasher films i love that um, robert england play does a donald pleasant's impression he does it's so fucking good too. Uh, but what's cool he about this <laughs> what's cool about the film too is it it's shot like a mockumentary until uh the killer's name is leslie vernon until he starts killing people then it goes to cinematic so you're in it as a documentary but when it goes to cinematic and he's killing people it goes to a film mm-hmm. um and it's in it's pretty good it's it's fascinating too you can see the limitations they had on the budget because it's a new 2k scan of the film and there's some scenes that are blurry and uh so you can it's kind of jarring at points it's like they didn't focus the camera or something i don't know Hmm. what they didn't do but the movie's still fun uh it's really well done if you like slasher films it's kind of a fun send-off on them cool you um i just heard about the comic book for the sequel mm-hmm. um and um someone on shockwaves was describing it and it sounds great it's basically vernon uh vernon uh gets out of prison and is trying to figure out why he's not the not the shit yeah. <laughs> in the real world and it's like a coming to terms with the fact that you're not famous story Hmm. I was like, that sounds great. Uh, so, oh, yeah, so if you want to pick it up, I think I think now it's actually on sale on Amazon for 14 bucks, which is a pretty good deal for a collector's edition of Scream Factory. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, and uh, the last thing I watched <laughs> was a movie called Mohawk, which was made by a guy who made uh, We Are Still Here, which is a really cool horror film. Uh, we Are Still Here plays like a traditional haunted house movie hmm. where you hear things going, ooh, there's a bump. There's a bump, but then it takes this really like hard left turn where this this guy is being chased by the ghost, and he he gets in his car and he's driving away. He's like, "Ah, oh, I beat you, I beat you!" And then this hand goes through his chest and rips his heart out. You're like, "Holy shit!" And then so the movie goes from that to super violent with people getting their jaws ripped off, and so these ghosts are pretty bad, like badass in it. And it's uh that movie's really cool. And Mohawk is about uh, oops, is about the war of 1812 and an uneasy alliance between the American government and the Mohawk tribe and how one of 
the warriors doesn't believe the Americans in the treaty. And I wonder why. Right. And so the whole film then it kind of take the, the one warrior where the, the mom and the leader of the tribe says, no, you know, we're not ready for war. Our numbers aren't big enough and we'll get all get killed. And so the warrior goes off and kills some of the American soldiers and then they start hunting them down hmm. and it, it, it's a cool movie. And it's, I mean, you can get past historical inaccuracies and just watch it for entertainment. Uh, so it's not, it's not a horror movie. It's, it's, it's like, it's a, it maybe a bone tomahawk. Yes. Kind like of a bone Western. To- yeah. Film. So I won't say it's a horror movie per se, but it's definitely a mash between horror thriller and historical drama. Sure. Uh, so eventually uh, there's a woman, a uh, native American named Oak and she's having an affair with an Englishman oh, and my. her husband is the guy who goes and kills all these people. Her husband is eventually killed and it does go into a kind of a supernatural thing. You have to watch it. It's really, it's different. It's, it's good. Uh, it takes a while to get going. Um, but when it does, it's pretty unrelenting. It's pretty gory. Hmm. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's cool. It's one of those movies that I got because of the guy's previous film. Just did you, did you cool. get it on VOD? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Like okay. the Blu-ray on Amazon was like nine bucks last week. Okay, because I remember seeing the trailer for it a couple. It was playing at the ago. Alamo. Um, really? For a couple nights. Because it's wow. it's so unique. I think that's why. I mean, it's it's not a great film, but it's still interesting enough. And I mean, I'll watch it again. Yeah. Uh, if you want to see something different, you know, you can ask me. I'll let you borrow I, it. Um, yeah, I might want to um, borrow it from you. Cool. Yeah, and that's what I watched this week. Sweet. Uh, before we get to the review, did you want to add something? Yeah, I, was, I, I forgot to say in my thing, um, Iron Man 2. Am I the first person to notice that's the same plot to uh, RoboCop 2? <laughs> Pretty Especially much. the finale. I don't know. I can't remember Iron Man 2 very well. Uh, so there's oh, yeah. like a oh, crime sure. boss who <laughs> gets captured by the corporate villains, and they use him to engineer... More robots, right? To take down the hero. Yes, that. And take over yeah, you're right. Know. Yeah, they needed a plot real quick for Iron Man two to get it out. They kind of did. Yeah, there's Shane some Black fun parts in it. They said if we take RoboCop two, and then stick Wait, was two our Marvel stickers on no, this coloring book. Black. Yeah, well, I know he directed that one. John Favs. Yep. Yeah. Robo. I mean, oh, yeah, Iron Man Two has some fun yeah. moments in it. Oh, yeah. I love, oh, sir. I'm gonna have to ask you to get out of the donut. <laughs> I like that shot where he uh, flexes his muscles and moves a laser beam. Um, you know, he's working really hard trying to make a new. Mm. It's a this time. It's a triangle. Like, yeah. Yeah, he discovers a new element. Yeah. Because yeah, he's dying. Um, but yeah, I, I I was gonna say like people hate on that movie so much. I think it's it's fun. fun. Yeah, it's another one of those it, connective tissues of the Marvel universe. Yeah. It's when you're making a list of the worst Marvel movies, it's there, but it's like, it's still better than, I mean, people also forget how bad other comic book movies were when that movie came out. Like, but it got shat on a lot when it came out. Cause I, I think people wanted it to be Iron Man too. And then, you know, yeah. Or they wanted it to be Iron Man as well. It's fun. Yeah. I was going to mention that Brad's film won, you know, best comedy. Ooh, hey, thanks. At a, nice job. At a film festival. I did, yeah. Cardigan Sorrow. You can find it on good. his Vimeo page. Yep. Nice. Free to watch online or my website. Or your shirt. Yeah. The DVD will come out eventually. Congratulations. Thank mm. you. 
Yeah, I was, I was surprised. There's a lot of great stuff at that festival, so. But not as good as yours. Mm-hmm. I, I, I uh, <laughs> according, take the fucking compliment. According to the the film festival, not as good as yours. I guess so. Yep. Yeah, you can't argue with it. You got the award. The awards that you don't like, you got it. <laughs> I like it. I'm yeah. You, no, no, you not don't. What I, I w- mean, you like that you got it, but you don't like award shows. But you got an award now, so now you're in this uh, paradox where you do I reconcile my dislike for awards now that I've won? I this? don't dislike the awards. I dislike the uh, obsession attached to the awards for some people, like the irrelevant. Obs- Does that make sense? Sure. I'm like I'm involved sure. in this one, so it is. I'm part of this academy. Well, now I think so that award's irrelevant. So you shouldn't have <laughs> any kidding. investment job, in, <laughs> in my make, award. I I'm, would not expect you to. I'm going to make sure you win an Oscar someday. I don't know how. I want to make sure you do. And I'm going to make you get up on that stage. No, what and you should what do you really is think. you should pull a Marlon Brando and send <laughs> like some buddy up who doesn't like send, awards. Send a Native American. Yeah. <laughs> no, not an American per se, but. Send someone up there to just denounce the award and get booed off stage. I'll do it for you. No, I think Sweet. you should just read a transcript of you from this podcast explaining <laughs> why the Oscars are stupid. <laughs> like, that would be great. Uh, uh, Brad no, Haig, circa 2010. I just go up on stage with a, a recorder and just play the episode yes. on this podcast yes. into the mic. Uh, uh, and then, you know, they uh, start playing the walk-off song. I just turn it up louder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, oh, you think you can play me off? I'll play you yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. And then you hold up a picture and you say, fight the real power, and it's a picture of the Oscars. I always wonder what would happen if you just stood there and kept on talking while they're trying to play you <laughs> off. Right. I think oh. eventually they would just push you. I want to see who pushes you off. They, just, it the, they just go to commercial. The, the women in the dresses and the cocktail dresses that escort everybody? I yeah. wouldn't be afraid of that. I mean, they got to come back from commercial eventually, so if you're still <laughs> like, <laughs> You're still there, like, yeah. on the edge getting dragged off the, the stage. Beach. I imagine they would... Like, yeah, they would shut it off and they would just go to commercial for like a while and then maybe switch to like a local thing. Like, hmm. um, the program you were previously watching has been interrupted and, uh, that interruption you know, until then. But the Simpsons technical difficulties. <laughs> thing on the at, at some point, they threaten, like, we're just going to take the Oscar away from you. They like, beat you with a bully punch. And then Brad is like, <laughs> my point proven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this week on Real Nerds Podcast, we went and saw Rampage. James, should people. Go see Rampage. Um, so I will. I will have the caveat of I didn't feel real good today, and so as I was watching the movie, I thought like if I were in a better mood, I might be having more fun. Um, so that caveat said, this movie is fine. If you want to go watch, you know exactly what you're getting when you walk in. The Rock has some really fun little moments in it. It's fine. It's not bad. I think it is, it's just fine. There's some really cool fight things where a monkey fights a alligator. I think the wolf doesn't look very good. Um, it kind of meanders some. It took a while to get to the part where that, that I liked, where the giant monkeys were giant. But, you know, it was it was fine. Sure. Yeah. If you watched the trailer and you were like, I want to go see some things fight, that's what you will get. So, sure. Yeah. Zach? Um... I guess if you need something to kill time before Avengers at this point. Um I mean I had fun I had fun with it. I I wasn't like uh, I I wasn't like super excited for this movie or anything like that. The trailer looked okay. But I will say this though. 
Jeffrey Dean Morgan probably gives one of the most bizarre performances I've ever seen him give in this movie, and we'll talk about it later in the uh, after the trailer. Brad, yeah, it's it's a fine two hour distraction. <laughs> um, it's fine. Yeah. Everything is fine. We're all fine. I was pleasantly surprised by <laughs> there. There are some really fun parts and some like yeah. This uh, this movie definitely knows that it like probably shouldn't exist so um it does its best to alleviate that but like i too had like it took me a while to get it because i was frustrated with, with the service at the draft house so oh sure i was i was fuming a little bit um into, until i settled into the movie but um yeah like there's some fun surprises but yeah it's it's a mindless you know it's you're it's waiting fun. for these monsters to fight each other and then it's over <laughs> yeah i'm in the same boat i it, this watching this movie, so it's April now. It reminds me of a time in the late '90s, early 2000s, when these movies would come out in July, where it's really over the top action. The script is really stupid, but there's still fun things in it, and you can watch them and say, "Oh yeah, that happened." Um, yeah, I mean, The Rock's fun in it. Uh, Malin Ackerman is she's terrible. Is terrible as a boss lady evil it would be but i don't know who could really do anything oh i was gonna that. say that, so that, that script. Would, if i were the producer that would be the first thing i would change is i would come in and be like you need to go get a nicholas cage style scene chewer Motherfucker. <laughs> yeah get yeah by, like get just get by ling like just really <laughs> swing for the fences and give the fuck up because yeah. Malin ackerman just i i told zach it was like she was trying to chew scenery but she doesn't have any teeth so she's just <laughs> gumming the scenery and you're like oh and you know on your jeffrey dean morgan thing he's Negan <laughs> like he's the same thing no he's a cowboy yeah, he's a cowboy he has to remind you he's it. a cowboy don't spoil it <laughs> no oh my but his his cadence and the way he talks is exactly like Negan in the walking dead Fair. where he's really slow in his delivery well we got ourselves a little problem here like that whole yeah. over the top I mean he's fine he's good in it we'll, we'll, fine. We'll get everybody's into, fine we'll yeah. get into why I think it's bizarre it's yeah. Of, of his career, not necessarily the most bizarre thing ever, but uh, yeah, here's a here's a trailer for Rampage, and you can probably just listen because nothing we're gonna say is gonna spoil anything. No. <laughs> I rescued George when he was two years old. He's not just a friend; he's family. Don't move a muscle. Are you crazy? No, don't move. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. You and I laughing at your joke. New guy, he no laugh. He cry. You can get up now. And check your diaper. Come on. Let's go. Got your message about George, you okay? I don't know. George? It's okay. Is it me or is he considerably bigger? No, he's definitely bigger. I need to find someone who knows exactly what the hell this thing is. I found her. No, that's a lie. Technically, she found us. What's happening to my friend? Are you familiar with genetic editing? Changes will be incredibly unpredictable. Increased strength. George! Speed, agility. No! Try the cells and chains that can't run. Where's George? I need to see him. He is dangerous. I think it's time for me to turn the man around. We're gonna die! Probably! We've created the next chapter in natural selection. 
Project Rampage works. You got another one of your little science experiments running around. What do you mean another one? Of course the wolf flies. Stop, stop me. Oh, somebody stop me. Stop me, stop me. Please, somebody stop me. Stop me, stop me. Oh, somebody stop me. It's time we throw everything we can at these things and get people the hell out of that city. Let's go save the world. That's a big arm. Don't fight it. You know there are other ways of dealing with people, right? I do know that, yeah, but that's no fun. George? You okay? Ready to do this, buddy? So, I mean, you're making a movie about a video game where it's one screen where a monkey and a lizard and a wolf bash buildings until they collapse. Now, somehow they got to make this into a movie. Yeah. And so, you so know, you actually, four writers. They did, <laughs> they did actually collapse a building in the movie. They did. Which was the beginning of it. There like, you is go. Is this a horror film? I mean, this is oh, shot and it's the, kind yeah. of violent. I'm like, whoa. And actually, yeah, I, for a PG 13 movie, there's a lot of gore. Yeah. <laughs> I actually thought this movie was pretty violent. But yeah. I'm, I'm watching it says, wow, there's this dude who's all chewed up and. This lady's trying to get on. Oh, this is is this a horror film? I mean, like yeah, and, shading like the black, the, the like the light doesn't always necessarily mm-hmm. hit it on point. But. Yeah, but they they also like there were a couple moments where I thought like, man, I could see people like bringing their kids to see this because their kids were like, I want to see the big monkey movie, and then you're like, severed hand, <laughs> mean, kind of mean things happen to the monkey, and yeah. you get sad for the monkey, and you're like, oh. Uh, you know that opening's pretty cool too, just the way it's shot. Oh yeah, no, I, works, I, like, I think. Like overall, I think the movie's really competently made. It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. There's no. Yeah, George, like in the preserve when they first meet George. Yes. Like I, I don't really know. good. Yeah, I don't know when he's a C. I think he's always a CG monkey. Yeah. But if you told me no, that's a real monkey that we trained sign language, I'd be like, okay, yeah. <laughs> like he, he looks really good. Um, which I mean, makes sense because he's he's in the movie so much and doesn't really change the way he looks until he gets dirty. You know, that's a too is weird is all the other monsters got genetically enhanced and he was just angry. Bigger. Yeah. yeah, Bigger. Well, it's because he's the friendly one. You know. Yeah, but the wolf got wings and the yeah. wolf got wings and got like spikes. A, yeah, was he park porcupine? And Yeah, the wolf also <laughs> got the funny porcupine spike things. Yeah. yeah. No, so um, did the... Yeah, what, what was like an Ankylosaur was part of the alligator? I don't know. Oh, yeah, the alligator got elephant and it had tusks. Huge tusks. Yeah, yeah. It was you know, weird. actually, it was, I, I thought the introduction of the alligator was sweet too. Where yes. the, it's like going through the. Uh, we don't have any river. subs in this area. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right, right, right. Oh my god. Oh, and so the exposition the, in this movie. Yeah, yeah. It was bad. <laughs> dude. The military is the worst. Like that guy is not like everything. Every scene with the military in it is ripped from some other movie. But that first scene with uh, Malin Ackerman and um, what's his name from The Office? New oh G- yeah, New Jim. Yeah, New Jim. Oh, <laughs> oh, is that who that actor <laughs> yeah. is? Yeah, but when they're talking about like, you know, they're they're having a scene of like what's happening, but it's to catch the audience up to speed on what like what the company's doing. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And just like I can just imagine them like on set being like, oh, I can't believe we have to do this scene. Oh yeah. Well, even the scene with uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan at the end when he's with uh, New Jim. That was and great. He, and he's like, why don't you just go ahead and why run just, on out of here? Yeah, why don't you just give me that too? I'll trade you. Uh, why did man. he want the rat? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> to save it? I he yeah. just dumped it off on that army guy like a scene later. And then he traded him for the satellite phone. Was the rat important? I, I, well, I had it, to step I outside it had for to a have minute. Had so. genetic 
Okay. Something, but they like never a, say part of like the opening. Yeah, like there's a, a well, but rat that's, in the beginning. But yeah, but it's not the same rat. No, I know it's not the same rat. But I'm like, I was like, does it have some significance? Okay. To, I know. Yeah. I was genuinely asking the a question. Rats a metaphor to, for the two villains who are rats in real life. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I had I, I had to step out for a, a short piece of the exposition right before like the plane sequence happened. So when I came back, I wasn't sure like that rat showed up again, and I was like, what What is this rat, and why is it here, and why does anyone give a shit about it? I thought the plane so, sequence was pretty cool too. I thought it was. Fun. Yeah, yeah. Before um, I forget, at what point did uh, the Rock dose George with the anti-aggression serum? Uh, they that's they, they it, fed Carla, or not Carla, when they fed Mel- Oh, we swallowed because no, she had it in her. She pocket. had it in her purse or yeah, something. Yeah, he puts it in. Yeah, the, she puts it in the, the monster to the. And I guess yeah. they knew that monkeys. George would eat her. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, it's it's a coordinated attack here. So Naomi Harris puts the the thing in her purse. And then the rock calls George's attention, like so. Like they somehow, somehow were able to coordinate to then also get her eaten. Um, but it's right before like, the the building falls over. Keep some extra ones though, because like when they're in the lab and she's like hand them over. Oh. Did she like sneak a, like another three to keep for herself? No, she was. She took a bunch of them, and there were more. I don't know why they didn't get more because the whole the Jurassic yeah, was Park like nine thing, of them on that thing. Yeah, the 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 Dino DNA holder Canister. had plenty of them. So I don't know why they didn't just grab a few more. Because obviously you need. Cause you need three guys. Then they needed to, then their one plan wouldn't matter. They needed to have that one go for broke. Would right. have been really funny is if George picked her up and just like chucked her off the side of the building. <laughs> then they'd have to think of new thing. I thought it was funny though where she's like falling into his mouth and she's like, "Oh shit." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, this movie I think this movie knows exactly what it is. Yeah. And it's just it's basically and when the rock gets shot and yeah. then he comes back like a scene later he's like weren't you shot and like yeah well I guess it just it just missed the vital organs yeah. so we're good yeah. right <laughs> he's like not in any pain at all but there's a really funny line with the rock uh after he beat up those, he's got a few good ones. He beat up he, those dudes at the military base. Yes. What does he say? He's like, oh, I really want to kill those guys. Oh, I oh, really... he's talking about the cowboy, and he says yeah. like, Oh, I really wanted to choke him out too. Yeah, that was a good one. He's yeah, got so a few. It's, good it's ones. a big arm. Just go to it's sleep. A good, it's a big arm. Go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Jeffrey Dean Morgan is ridiculous, and his the placement. Of his pistol, <laughs> like know, when every cuts. scene he's in, I'm just like he's just in. Can you see my gun? Can Can you see my I, gun? I'm it draws w- attention to my big ass uh, belt buckle. I'm wondering if, on his way to the Walking Dead set, somehow, he walked into the set for Rampage, and the director was like, "Hey, mind just hanging out for a couple of scenes? It's sure. Is it okay weird. if I do anything I want to do? <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, Look, right. Okay." <laughs> If I'm going to brag about being a cowboy in this movie, can I at least have some like outrageously gold-plated gun like we're all the time? Because <laughs> fuck it. Why not, Brad? <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, what, if, what if my character can just be wherever the fuck he wants to? So you can be with the military, then suddenly be in the lobby. And can I he, could just go anywhere I want. And can he give allegories that make absolutely no point whatsoever? And then him, him and Naomi Harris, like it seems like they have a plan to go help The Rock, <laughs> but then they just show up after everything's done and say, like, hey, good job, Rock. <laughs> I think at I, one point they realize like we need to cut this movie down I guess. because we've got to get back to the monsters. I, I mean, the scene with George and the Rock fighting the lizard was pretty awesome. Like, yeah. so over the top. Yes, that, um, was, that was the only time where I could see the uh, like the lines on the CG with the Rock as opposed to the animated. Um, sure. Like, but yeah. but I mean, it's like it's yeah, it's like, the thing that kind of just goes away in my head right away. Yeah, that like when and, he's in that the helicopter, her, that and Farmer Girl getting eaten. Um, 
<laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that yeah. whole that thing is so over the top of of he like dangles her and drops her and then that weird composite shot of her falling like oh shit and then she gets <laughs> swallowed whole by the monkey yeah um, uh, but yeah but they're fighting the al- the alligator is pretty fucking yeah bad. i was reading an interview with the rock and he uh he said that george was supposed to die at the end yeah and he said no let's make this fun yeah and right yeah they changed it it was pretty funny at the well, end and it's funny because then they have that shot where like while while he's pretending to be dead like the rock looks around and he's like, Oh, look at all these people that George saved. And like, there's this montage and the whole time I'm thinking George killed a lot of people too. <laughs> Remember when he literally swallowed a woman whole, like a lot of people are dead, but farmer girl had it coming. Yeah. Well, yes, but you know, like when farmer, I'm sure he got crushed some chopped, chopped on his head. <laughs> yeah. There were, there were definitely some dudes, some, some soldiers. And the other rock crushed. was out of line that George didn't ask for this. That I, it's true, you know. I, I know. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. He's roided up, saying. full of anger. Yeah, I thought for sure there was going to be instead of the point, the poison, the antidote thing. Like there was going to be a scene where he had to like talk to George and be like, "Remember," or like the you know something was gonna he was gonna come across. I don't Remember know poachers. <laughs> yes, like uh, Chris Pratt and the Velociraptors. Like you know God me, <laughs> you know me. I literally told Zach on the way back. I was like. <laughs> I liked the part where a guy can train an animal in this movie more than the one in Jurassic World. That made I was more okay with it here. I like Jurassic World. Yeah. Um, yeah. And... I wish I wish this movie was more crazy though, because it, yes. it felt like it was playing it safe to be like maybe this will be a like cinematic universe for Rampage, <laughs> yeah. but we're not right. sure. So, but like stuff like having the Rampage arcade cabinet in the villain's lair, like I was like, yes, more stuff like that. That's like. <laughs> I wanted this them, premise is ridiculous. I Why wanted not them to be about the fences? twice yeah. as big at the end and literally just be knocking over buildings. Yeah. Like, like those, using the buildings as like baseball bats? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of room for the Sears Tower to fall. Like a lot of, like it didn't just fall into another building. It just... Yeah. 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 Had like a good lane to... Yeah. It's funny now clear. after uh, Man of Steel, how many movies have the, is it this a city evacuated? Yeah. Make sure <laughs> the city's evacuated. Yeah. Not everybody's out yet. Yeah. Good times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's worse. It things. was fine. <laughs> it was fine. Uh, this week, me and Brad also saw I Kill Giants. Oh, yeah. Brad, should people see I Kill Giants? Yes, but you'll have to watch it on demand, I guess. Or May twenty second, I think the Blu Ray comes out. Yeah. But yeah, you can get it on demand on Amazon right now. Oh, cool! What shit? Right now? Yeah. <gasps> we need to finish this podcast. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a sweet story. I haven't you've re- you read the comic books, obviously. I didn't, so I have a different perspective, I guess. But uh, um, yeah, a really sweet story. It's a little um, um, like there wasn't as much fantasy. Like I, I had an idea of like it would cut into, like there's one sequence with these like animated monsters. Um, that's a bit expositional. You know what Joe Kelly told me yesterday? Hmm. All done by one dude. Oh wow! Oh yeah, like in the, the hand yeah. drawing thing, yeah. But like the other CGI mm-hmm. spoilers, I guess, in the movies, like those, I guess, were a team. But I mean, for a low budget movie, like that monster CGI, and like they hide some stuff really well. It's it's pretty impressive, and yeah, like it's it's not it's it's a definitely a more dramatic comic book movie, I guess. Uh, yeah, as as a fan of this uh, series of comics, it's. It's kind of surreal seeing it on the screen because you, I, I loved it. I, I mean, obviously I cried in it and 
Uh, yeah, you should definitely see it. I mean, go buy it right now. And it's not the comic book movie you're expecting. Uh, it's a very personal story for uh, Joe Kelly. But it's the comic book movie you deserve. Yeah, <laughs> it's not the comic book movie you're expecting. It's a comic book movie you deserve. You know, I it was fun when I was at Dink. Uh, Joe Kelly was. I talked earlier in the show. He's nice. I'll, I'll talk about it now to kind of give me some inside baseball on making the movie. Uh, and so the the CGI part. Uh, uh, here's a trailer for I Kill Giants. Remember, I'm going to spoil this. Should I leave? You know the story. Okay. Gift of new. Gift of old. Bless the righteousness. Guide my hand. Against the darkness. My final stand. Barbara. I want to get to know you a little bit more. Do you have many friends? What about your sister? I play your dragons or whatever if you ask me to. That would be hilarious. What are you doing? What's it for? There's some serious stuff going down. I find giants. I hunt giants. I kill giants. Cool. Yeah, that's it. Dark omens are totally cool. A giant comes to a place and takes everything from you. And when it's done, it's like anything that made your life good was never even there. Giant's not real. Then why are you sweating? I know that no one likes me. I know that everything I do looks crazy. This isn't real. You're not listening to me! This giant is coming! We're gonna save this town. There are times where you have to ask yourself, do I want to live my life as a coward? Or a warrior? don't know the story should i leave um yeah you should just go home now yeah she just means <laughs> you could just uh piss on off and great okay. i actually don't want to get this spoiled for me so i'll step outside for a second okay cool uh so i kill giants tells the story of a young girl named barbara who is a social outcast and she has this magic ability to that no one else seems to know that there's giants all over town and she can kill them with kovaleski something that she holds in her satchel um and as the movie progresses, it continuously uh, reveals more about the Barbara character, much like the the comic book, where a little bit of it's peeled back, like layer by layer, and you start understanding why she's the way she is. And it's it's a journey that is really heartbreaking and really... Uh, it's an emotional roller coaster. That's the only way I can describe this film. Is it's funny at times. It's sad. It's heartwarming. You know, when she meets Sophia for the first time, it's great. Mm. Uh, and the two lead uh, girls in it are great. Um, yeah, I, I can't say enough about this. One. I love this movie. It made me cry. 
Yeah, not like you knew, you knew where it was going, obviously. So mm-hmm. you're just kind of like filling in the blanks. But for me, um, a lot of like I was the whole time just is this is this interesting mystery to find out like why she is the way she is. Um, and there's like a quite a few red herrings. Um, yeah. You know, at one point I thought, uh, you know, it like uh, like an abusive father and then like maybe abusive mother because like mm-hmm. when the picture of the like the giant head is like on the photo of her mother. I'm just like, Oh, Oh, Uh, and that's like heartbreaking. (laughs) Yeah. When you discover that. And then also that one scene where her, uh, Sophia like is at the top of the stairs. Actually, that's the only part of the movie I didn't like is like when the glass breaks on Mm -hmm. on the floorboards and, um, Barbara Mm -hmm. still like steps on it like twice. Um, but I guess knowing now what's in the room and what Sophia was probably seeing, because I get, you know, Sophie obviously put together everything way before yeah. know, she reveals it for the audience, I guess. Um, but, uh, yeah, this, it's like, oh, wow, pretty powerful. And then hearing uh, Joe Kelly's Q&A afterwards about, like, where the story comes from. Uh, oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, so that's his I, – I, I bet what he talked about was exactly what's in the afterword of the book as well. Which yeah. Which is actually the point. I've I've joked a number of times about how, like, reading I Kill Giants – made me cry in public and that, that I hold that against Joe Kelly. But the truth is it's not the book. It was when I got to the afterward where he talks about where the story came from and all of that. And I was just like, like just sitting there reading this thing, just bawling my eyes out. Ugh, it's so good. Uh, yeah. So uh, big spoilers for this film. I'll, I'll give you a couple seconds just in case. So the, the giant in the film is uh, uh, cancer and it can't, <laughs> and it, it's, <laughs> And it comes in waves and it's, and Barbara describes it as you can't stop the giants. You know, they're, they're going to kill you anyways. And talking to Joe Kelly. So uh, the pixies aren't in the film. Okay. And he said, because when he was talking to Chris Columbus, he said, uh, Christopher Columbus didn't want, he wanted what Brad had where it's, I don't know what's happening. I know maybe there's something more to the story. Abusive father, abusive mother and the pixies make it too fantastical. The Pixies tell you it's in her head. Yeah. Yeah. And so they, they kept that out. Uh, Joe Kelly also mentioned when the Titan shows up, uh, when I was talking to him, uh, yesterday, he said he wanted it to be a lot longer, the fight between him and Barbara. Mm. And he said, I couldn't because we didn't have enough money. And he said, so it looks great. Uh, but we couldn't, keep it going because it's a small budget movie. Yeah. And, you know, I asked him too about, you know, it didn't get a big theatrical release, but I think this would play really well. And he said, I agree. But the problem is, is it's an intimate story. It's not big budgeted. Yeah. Um, no so, huge stars. No huge stars really. So it's really just hey, Imogene Poots and, uh, from green room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Zoe Saldana. So Saldana. Saldana. Yeah. yeah. She's in it. She's good. And, yeah. and it's just, it's, and he just told me it's a tough sell. And oh it, yeah, it is, and it I, is. I get it, and that this movie exists and uh, makes my heart good. And he, uh, Joe Kelly said the sweetest thing to me yesterday because I told him I said, you know, it's cool when you've been with this book for as long as we have, and knowing how great it is, and seeing mm-hmm. that translated on screen. And the young girl who plays Barbara is amazing, mm. and he he said, you you saying that makes everything I do worth it mm. because. It's such a personal story for Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly's father was diagnosed with diabetes. And while he was writing the story, his dad was fighting and his dad lost a leg. And just about as it was ready to be published, his dad passed away. Yeah. And so he even talked about how when he was writing it, he's like crying as he's writing it. And it is. It's it's 
it's a tough thing. Um, I lost it in the movie when uh, after the reveal that it's her mom. You know, her mom's dying of cancer and she's in that room and that's why she doesn't go upstairs. And there's great little shots in the movie. She's in her room and her room's covered in dust because she won't go upstairs. Mm. And, you know, she says to Sophia, why'd you bring me upstairs? And it's so beautiful. And then when she finally reconciles and goes to see her mom and she lays down and she's crying and she says, mom, I'm sorry. I was scared to see you. I'm like, it devastated me. (sighs) And that whole scene, because she's just talking about her mom and even the, the scene at the end where she goes and looks out the window and the Titans there and she says, we'll be okay. And it's just so many great moments. Uh, the, the young girl is so great in it. She, and even Joe Kelly talks about he didn't want her to be likable at the beginning, and she's not. She's yeah. this little brat, and she's weird. And you're like, what is her problem? And you know, she smacks Miss Mole, and it's it's really hard to like her. But as you again, as you peel back the layers, yeah. you just see that she's just a wounded person, and she's hurt. And the, the film is beautiful. It's everything I wanted. I kill giants to be, and um, yep. And it was great. So he also uh, he also talked about it during production they were going to have the the rabbit ears move, mm-hmm. uh, but the apparatus was so clunky and big and uncomfortable for the <laughs> little actress. They were like we're just going to make them just like regular bunnies yeah. like we wore. She, she, what do you say? They weighed fifteen pounds. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, Man. and he he was really cool. He talked about how he found her was they were sent four hundred audition tapes, and then the director whittled it down to like one hundred and fifty. And uh, then sent him to Joe Kelly and him and the director picked the same girl. Wow. So uh, that's when they knew they had the right person for it. And she's actually in The Conjuring 2 and in a couple other things. She's actually a pretty good little actress. Uh, cool. Her name's Madison Wolf, And she's in The Conjuring 2 and I didn't know she wasn't English. <laughs> she's American and her accent is so oh. good. Wow. Um, so, yeah, she's she's great in it. And the movie did my heart really well. That's cool. Um, you will not be disappointed, I don't think. Okay, good. <laughs> Yay. I'm happy. And, and they they have happy. some cool shots, you know. It's uh Yeah. Uh, Everything about the trailer made it look right. Yeah. You know. I was blown away like given like their budget and yeah. the scope of the story like uh you know the the art sequence for her telling Yeah. what one, she knows about one giants. Dude. Yeah. Um yeah, one guy and like yeah. And he, uh well. Joe Kelly was telling me yesterday he said, "Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know the guy's name." I don't know how much they paid him, but it was hard work and he made it look great. And he said, we just got lucky. He said, we got lucky with everything that they had with this film. It looks like, like a Mondo artist, like animated. Oh, cool. um, Yeah. The backstory for the giants, but then even the ones that are on screen. Oh yeah. um, Yeah. They they look fantastic. And that's what the the movie (laughs) does such a great job with playing with, you know, Barbara seeing them and Mm. they never really get too close. Mm-hmm. You know, they're always kind of looking awesome in the distance. And, mm-hmm. um, and I mean, obviously, as now that Zach's back, now if they reveal the story, why they never really attack yeah, is because the Harbingers are bringing bad news. But uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Harbingers are creepy. Yeah. Yeah. They're really creepy in it. Um, <sighs> done really well. So the movie is really well done. Um, obviously, it's one of my favorite movies of the year already. Ah, uh, uh, OK. Um, they reminded me like the Skeksis and the Dark Crystal. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Hmm. Um, they feel tangible, even yeah. though they're apparitions. Oh, cool. Yeah, and you know, it's just thinking the part where you start liking Barbara is after she meets Sophie. Sophia, and she says, you have pretty clothes and a pretty name, and she just walks away, and that's how she leaves her. Mm. And it's... Yeah, that sounds like Barbara. It's great. Yeah. It's great. So, yeah, definitely 
Definitely get it. I think it's nine dollars on Amazon. Sweet to rent. Yep. And then uh, I yep. I have the Blu-ray coming. Yep. I already ordered it. Yep. Uh, next All week of on this is good. <laughs> uh, Real Nerds, we're seeing Isle of Dogs. Sure. Oh, is that what we're doing? Okay, cool. Doing? I'll watch it again. Yeah, <laughs> so will I. Or, I mean, what other... I don't know if any other new movies. Or no, let's can... make that the episode. Okay. Cool. Just because I want to call the episode I Love Dogs. I Love Dogs. Uh, I Love Dogs. Get it? Uh, yep. Till next week. Must, Bye. Must love dogs. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Real Nerds Podcast. Real Nerds Podcast is a production of Nebulous Visions Multimedia. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill and Plan 9 Studios for our kick-ass theme song. Also, if you're in the Denver area and you're looking for a cool place to see movies, we see them at the Alamo Draft House in Littleton and now also in Sloan's Lake. Thank you to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics for supplying us with all our comic needs, especially you, Andrew. You know who you are. And a big shout out to James's mom. I'm giving you an electronic hug that you can feel through the airwaves. Thanks for listening and have a nice day.